starting in three, two, one. And we are live now with the 29th episode of the ESU podcast with co-host Olibo featuring special guest Ethan Prime. Um, hey. Yeah, and really thank you for coming out to the podcast, Ethan. Uh, hopefully you're having a good day. And... Uh, I guess we're just gonna start. Uh, we, we just usually on our podcast we just kind of chill and just talk about whatever comes to mind. Um, but and I also want to like learn about like who you are and what you do in ESO and all that. Um, so how would you like? How, what would you say you do in ESO or like what kind of uh, stuff do you like to do in ESO? Uh, I kind of do everything. Like okay. I have been playing since 2014. Like, since the beginning and being a guild master of the largest Finnish guild <laughs> since 2016. <laughs> so, I like to mostly teach new players. Okay. So, that's like the main thing I do. Trials, PvP, anything in the game, really. You said Finnish, right? Like, Finland. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's where I am currently. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. you've, you've heard of it? <laughs> yes, 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 Ollie, I've heard of Finland. <laughs> but um, I'm just kind of curious. So it seems on EU, it's a bit more pronounced where cultural or language boundaries are compared to NA at least. NA, most mm. people speak primarily English, even like um, the Asian slash Australian guilds. Um, <laughs> Australians speak English. <laughs> really? Well, some form of English. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. yeah, yeah. So, I'm kind of curious. Like, uh, when you say Finnish guild, is it like just uh, Finnish speaking peoples, or just like anyone but all, anyone but primarily who can communicate. Anyone who can communicate in Finnish. You don't have to be living in Finland or be a Finn. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing like that, but just be able to communicate. Like, we have people who have a little bit of a lower, like Estonians, for example. Like, mm. they speak Finnish, but. Just if you if you can communicate with us, you can join. Okay. Okay. Do Are there any people that can't sorry. speak English and can only speak Finnish? Yeah, that's what we have. A, have we've had like two people who know no English, and I'm like, how do they play the game? But yeah, I, I think they just go around clicking things or something. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say there's no like Finnish translation of the game. <laughs> no, and please, please don't translate it to Finnish. It sounds very very weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah basically everyone can speak in english too but it's just easier in our native language okay um so you mentioned like the whole english thing and how they know to play the game is there like a finnish kind of like language pack of some kind or add-on that translates english into no. finnish okay no nothing all right but it's basically everyone every like, all the younger people in Finland do speak English. Okay. Yeah, so I know that there is a Korean community in ESO, and one of them actually had to make an add-on to translate the in-game stuff to Korean. So I was kind of curious if there was, like, stuff like that, because there no, there's no official support for like, a lot of languages in this game yet. Well, if you think about how many Koreans there are compared to Finnish people, uh. which is, like, 5 million... I don't think it's worth the effort to like start doing that for just Finnish people. Mm, I suppose, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you also mentioned being a guild master. How, how that how that start? Out of curiosity. 
Well, I started playing ESO like, okay, I came from WoW, like, okay. played from 2005 till 2014. I'm not gonna do anything, like, I'm just gonna be exploring, playing a little bit. Like, not gonna be joining a guild or anything, because I, I tend to go hardcore and start raiding and everything. And then I ended up joining a Finnish guild, which initially I thought it was gonna be just full of 14-year-old boys, but ended up being over 30-year-old guys, mostly. Yeah. And one person just asked, like, hey, can someone do this and that? And I'm like, sure, I'm up for it, I have the free time. I got to a guild lead, and then I started, like, just doing more and more stuff, raid leading, just everything. And in 2016, the previous guild master, like, passed the lead to me. And been leading since. Was there, was there a particular reason why they handed the leadership to you? Uh, I think it was just real-life stuff, like, they had a wife and <laughs> kids and mm. work and just, like... They said they couldn't meet the demand anymore, basically. What you would need to do in ESO to keep up with all the changes and everything, even back then. Mm -hmm. But, like, how they, like, know to choose you. So, we talked to, like, Ray Leeds and even some GMs in the past on the podcast. And usually, uh, they were just kind of forced to. You know what I mean? Like, they had to do it because no one else would do it. <laughs> Was that the same well, case, or like? <laughs> I was kind of leading the guild already. Ah, oh, okay, guild okay, master, okay. And I kind of made like the initial rules for our guild, and as some people like to say, I introduced bureaucracy, and like <laughs> bureaucracy. more equal and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like I made a calendar, I made a sign up for things, and mm. then like just not like oh who's the first? I made we're gonna have a raffle and like just I was just doing these sort of things even back then and. So it was kind of natural, like, yeah, okay. you take the lead. So no, no, like, drama or anything there. It was just like, you take it now. Okay. I had, I had someone that wanted to take Pathfinders off of me, even though I didn't want to give it away. They Why? tried to... They tr well, they said I wasn't <laughs> oh, a very sweet. good... They said I wasn't a very good uh, raid leader or guild leader, and I was, I was lazy and not um, competitive enough to lead, like, a progression trials guild this is all true but you still can't take out on my hands it's my guild go away i think there's an expectation that if you're the guild master you're like the best at everything you have to be really? like the best tank healer dps I, people come to me like hey can you tell me like this dps spell i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> mainly tank and i'm just a buff bitch most of the time so like I, <laughs> but people have that expectation or like oh they're the best they never make mistakes or anything like nope we're just normal human beings i'd say yeah i've i've been told that british guild leaders are not british. very <laughs> british guild leaders are not very proactive and i think that's because I don't know, as a guild leader, I see my role as kind of like the queen, just to sort of be there in case anything like really kicks <laughs> off. I'm just kind of sitting there doing nothing, getting tax money for, you know, just showing my face, but I'm not actually doing any work. Oh, okay. So I wonder, do you think that your, um, like, style of leadership is influenced by your, like, background? Ah, uh, like uh, your... Uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. For me, I wouldn't say it's like a Finnish thing at all, because I think Finns are similar to Brits in that, that just introverted, don't want to say anything when there's <laughs> issues and 
stuff. I think it's more about my like parents and my upbringing. Like if you see issues, you tackle with them. You do it mm. rationally. Like you have like, maybe arguments, but you still come to like a conclusion and just like it's just my upbringing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It's in my family too. Like my both of my parents are teachers or soft. My mother is a personal trainer and my dad's a golf teacher and my siblings also work in like teaching things and I think it's just part of like who we are. Yeah. If you've learned to have some authority. Yeah, yeah basically. My mom's my idol. Ah. Uh, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I would I would definitely agree. Like the upbringing your, I think your life background, you know what I mean, determines like how you lead a guild or like lead mm -hmm. things for sure. That's why I think some people tend to be a bit more aggressive or uh, more <laughs> more controlling, you know. So uh, had abusive that's fine parent. too, in, in some sense. Well, not abusive. <laughs> I, I I would probably be put into that category of aggressiveness, but not in terms of like being mean to people, but in terms of like how do you take the guild into what direction and how fast do you mm. do it and do you do it yourself like i know a lot of gms that you know delegate things to officers and i know a lot of oh, gms yeah. that has to do it hands-on themselves like no one can do it right except me kind of way you know what i mean so i think that definitely stems from a from life experience <laughs> for sure yeah you definitely cannot lead a guild alone either like i have other guild lead but there's three of us i almost never make any decisions decisions alone like sometimes i've made a few and then they're like mm -hmm. oh that's so dumb that's like <laughs> <laughs> so i always need like that second opinion and then yeah. i have event leaders and like delegating things to different people mm -hmm. and we do have like over a thousand members mm. Uh, in Discord, and uh, we were close they to 500. They can't all be Finnish, can they? Surely uh, not. There's not that many I, people in Finland. There is like 20 that are outsiders. But outsiders? Oh. <laughs> 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 That's the rank name, but they're like not part of the guild. They're just guests. Right. Maybe I should change it to guests instead. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got, yeah. Well, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> that sounds cool. Outsiders. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hello, outsider. You know. Yeah. Um, well, what kind of events do you run? Do, is it like, does it span across every single thing ESO has to offer, or is it mostly PvE focused, or what kind of things do you run as a guild? We have all sorts of things. We have like one-time events for. We just had PvP like sky shards, just doing delves and sky shards and stuff. Mm -hmm. We do world bosses, daily groups. Uh, trials from normal to veteran to progression and we had a group called great progression that the trifectas and then wow. we do we did bvp for a long time but uh currently we outsource it to another guild in english outsource like, it it. <laughs> well it is still our event leaders but they just run their own guild and we like work together uh, and they can recruit from us so it's like just much better that way <laughs> mm. Like, they can focus on just the PvP, but we, we do everything. I think currently we do more trials than anything. And are they all run in Finnish language? Yep. Like, it's pretty much Finglish, because if you think about it, we're not going to translate the names of, like, let's say, Deluge. Like, yeah. we're not going to translate anything. So the Callas and, like, Horns and Colossus and everything's yeah. in it. Oh, yeah, I used English to raid a lot in, in French. 
French, French, French. I used French. to read a lot in French. Um, and you know, it, was, it was the Vimo days, and it would just be like, oh, meteor, low wing slap, and you know, like the color change. Yeah, like, it's not really French. <laughs> yeah, we basically do the same. Mm. That's interesting. I would imagine. I feel like PvP in Finnish would sound very scary. What do you mean scary? <laughs> I don't know. Finnish do to me sounds like you're trying to summon some kind of demon. It's huh? <laughs> no, it's the Elven language. Tolkien used it to make the Elven language. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds very mystical and, and beautiful, and I feel like that would conflict somehow with toxic PvPers running around teabagging each other. I don't know. I, I want to see it. Can you stream? Can you stream some like PvP in Finnish? That'd be great. Uh, maybe it's possible. I used to do like PvP streams, and I don't know if you've seen the Beam Dream Team back in the day. Beam Dream Team. Yeah, we I were just so. Templars using Beam. Like we'd call out a target, oh and we just beamed them. This was in like 2016, I think. Okay. <laughs> oh, speaking of events, uh, actually, Ollie told me that you also work with uh, Bethesda Nordic. In hosting a lot of their events, Is it, w yeah. what's that like, and how, what does that entail? Out of curiosity, uh, we started working together in like 2020. Mm -hmm. It was like purely by accident. Like Gildy said, "Hey, did you see this community manager is searching for Finnish guilds to work with?" And I just sent oh. a message and we started <laughs> working. There's only one. He's like, "Hey, I'm the <laughs> we're the largest Finnish guild." <laughs> they were like, there "Okay, are, there are several, but we are the largest, uh, most uh, active, and that like, but yeah." Uh, we started with just like exploration. I think Braymore came out. Then mm. the community manager Anna asked, "Can we do like a like go through like the points of interest, take sky shards and stuff?" And we did that. I streamed it on my Twitch account, and I think that year we did a watch party. We'll have like 70 people on the channel <laughs> on Discord, and we're watching the Bethesda announcement streams of like new. DLCs and such will have giveaways and they provide codes and all sorts of stuff. I work with a few other streamers and like we did Stone Garden and whatever the other dungeon was that came out back then. And we do Christmas photos now as well. Like mm. we'll take uh, Nordic oh, guilds. It's not yeah. yeah, it's not just our guild anymore. It's like it's like all the Nordic guilds we can get into, and <clears throat> we often just come there and be naked. And everyone's like, okay, that's a fin. Okay. <laughs> it just started as a one-time thing, and now it's an expectation, so like, we just have to do it. Like, maybe yeah. it's Abbards, but that's the only thing. Go to the sauna and slap each other with leaves. Twigs. We did have a sauna competition. We went through <laughs> saunas on stream. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the uh, community manager. I believe her name is Anna Erlinson. And she's a really cool person. Yeah, yeah um, she I'm is. A, yeah, yeah, she... Um, from my interactions with her anyway on Twitter, and she's a really cool person. Um, mm -hmm. So it must be like really chill to like organize all this stuff with Bethesda Nordic. And does Nordic encompass like Scandinavia alone, or is there like other parts of the region? That... Uh, Scandinavia and Finland, because Finland is not part of Scandinavia, so it's part of the Nordics, but oh, okay, part okay. of Scandinavia. Just my ignorance. But yeah, I don't think Baltics or anything are in it. It's just like. The five countries. Oh, don't ask me. 
Iceland, yeah. Iceland and Denmark, I think, count. Iceland, Denmark, yeah. Norway, Iceland. Sweden, Finland, if I'm correct. Huh. Where else are, who else is Iceland going to hang out with? No one else wants them. <laughs> but they're so, far away. <laughs> <laughs> they're so far away. They're so far away, geographically. It'll be like... Yeah. <clears throat> I guess but they I are Nordic, what? in a sense, right? Like, are they? But I don't think their language is, is anything similar to anyone else's. Yeah, uh, don't start on that. It's like more similar than Finnish. Finnish is a Uralic language, and like there's like two sister languages in the whole world, and one of the hardest ones. So, like, Finnish people, we're actually bilingual. Supposed to be bilingual. Like we have two official languages, Swedish and Finnish. But uh, I never learned Swedish in school. <laughs> I kind of regret that. But there are actually Swedish-speaking areas in Finland. That's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. And the Swedish was uh, one of the primary languages, huh? I guess you are next to them. Yeah, yeah. A, fr a friend of mine went to a like Queen concert in Finland recently, and she's taking pictures of the in the airport, and it was yeah like Finnish, Swedish, English, mm. which must have been very confusing. Like trying to find your way. Well, I guess at least it's got English on it. <laughs> but, but, yeah. I, isn't it, I thought it was the same in America. Don't, isn't like half the stuff in Spanish as well? I guess it depends uh, where you are. It depends on where you are, for sure. Yeah. In California, I, I'd imagine lots of stuff's in Spanish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you see a lot more um, cultural well, like, interactions. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of history there. Mm -hmm. um, so, what, what we're talking about, you know. In a sense, guild management and community management. In a sense, as guild master, as a player, um, I've also noticed that you've done some work in regards to, I believe, uh, inclusiveness or non-toxicity in gaming. At least, uh, can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So, when I said that in, in like the bureaucracy introduced it to the guild, that's basically when it started. Mm -hmm. I wanted everyone to have an equal footing because uh, I've always played like even in WoW, just like in friend groups. I was never the outsider, but when I came as the outsider, I was able to see like how hard it is actually to get into doing, for example, trials when it's basically an already established group, mm. even back then. <laughs> so like I just wanted everyone to have an equal footing and it just evolved from that. We started like making the rules, for example. Mm -hmm. So like, no trolling, baiting, etc. Like, basic stuff. Finland and... love trolls, though. Like, <laughs> real trolls. Yeah. <laughs> Loads of children's stories about uh, trolls. Yeah, there are. But just in general, like, uh. just more and more. Like, I wanted everyone to be as equal as possible. Mm. And then, like, an opportunity to came to do a non-toxic certificate. And I'm like, I checked what they provide. I'm like, we already do all of this. So I went to the non-toxic certificate and, like, we have a little badge. But oh. I have to say, like, <laughs> the badge itself, rules itself, like, nothing matters unless you do something about the issues and the conflicts that arise. So we are very proactive in that, and it didn't start that way, like, even when I was Guildmaster in the beginning, mm -hmm. I felt I didn't have the authority to always say, like, okay, that's not okay, do or say that, and nothing's almost ever, like, black and white, so you always have to think about, it. <laughs> like, what's the actual situation here, 
Mm. I kind of lost my path there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's, it's always good with um, um, conflicts. You have to you have to talk about it. I mean, nowadays people just like to sort of cancel each other and and not actually talk through the problems. Where it's it's useful to have, like, well, like a pledge, I guess, to um, actually be committed to trying to resolve things rather than just you know, anytime conflict arises, just um, ignoring it because that, that definitely doesn't help, does it? No, mm. like we. Uh, had to start like pretty rough-handed and saying I lost a lot of friends and I have to say the hardest part is and my heart sinks every time a friend a person I really like I enjoy spending time with them but they do something like that is just against the guild mm. rules and I have to enforce them yeah. I have to demote people I have to ban people and like lose friendships in that way but I think it's in the long run better for the community mm-hmm yeah. And we also don't do like these decisions based on what someone says. Like we always require proof and we listen to both sides. Okay. So let, let's reel the conversation back a bit. You mentioned something about a non-toxic certificate? Certification? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, where, where do you get that? <laughs> like, I'm actually curious. You, you would never get one. Okay, <laughs> first of all, I, I, could I could probably get one, honestly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was the first of its kind when I attended it. Uh, I think it was last year, in January or something. Okay. And it's from the Finnish Esports Federation. Oh, okay. Shit, like, they made official. this for both communities and, like, the teams because, well, people want to do better. And there's, like, a non-toxic thing in Helsinki and they make guidelines and such. Mm. It's not, not like a law or anything, but just to help people managing communities and esports teams. So I saw that and I just went for it. And we basically just made like an action plan. Mm. We have like a form that you can fill in anonymously or none, but you have to provide proof, of course, of what's mm -hmm. happened and everything. But I have to say so far, it's never been used. And I go around and it's like, uh, type things and check that it actually works and it just like yeah. it doesn't stop working on our website that's interesting i wonder if why? we have something like that over in the states a uh, non-toxic certification just say, why is only finland got this is finland like, morally been, superior it only started like a few years ago so okay they get hmm. funded by the helsinki government Government, the government funds it? <laughs> the government right. funds Imagine... it. Okay, yeah, we're not going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get it. Imagine the American government funding non-toxicity. Oh my god. In gaming. Yeah. Well, there's that, there's that GLHF pledge thingy online, isn't there? What is that? Like on Twitch. Oh, of course you don't know. What? It's like, <laughs> it's like you get like a little Twitch badge for, for promising to be nice to people. Um, Promising to be nice to people. Something like that. Huh. Was, I can't remember the specifics of it. It was like, yeah, I promise not to like take stuff too seriously and I promise to not be toxic. And you get a little badge. See, look, Eden's got one, look. Yeah, that you little, told me about little badge. it. Where's the oh, Did you forget? <laughs> uh, yeah. In channel? Or... Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Oh! Oh, okay, I'm... Definitely not getting that one, apparently. <laughs> Wait, is it like a limited <laughs> thing? Or like, uh, like uh, can you do hey, it? Hey, you can get it. Oh, you can just get you it? Want. Okay, shit. Okay, I'll go get you it. You can even click, <laughs> click on it. Click on it and then press learn more. And you can, there's like the website. And oh, stuff. that's fucking cool. You have to sign up. I did not there know you be, about be this. Be a good sport whether I win or lose. Know that people online are real people and my words have real impact. Set a positive example with my behavior. 
speak up against discrimination, hate speech, harassment and abuse. Okay. Show integrity by honouring the rules, my opponents and my teammates. Stop, listen and reassess if I'm told that my words or actions are harmful. And respect others, even if their sincere opinions are different from my own. So, I mean, you've probably got about two of them, I reckon. Two? That's I'm pretty sure I got yeah. all of them. <laughs> no, you speak up against discrimination, I think. Okay. The rest of them, I'm, well... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just being silly. No, but I think it's a good thing to. I think people do take the game too seriously. Games in general, being online, they take it far too seriously. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's very good that people proactively try and combat that with mm. um, yeah, these pledges and stuff. Okay. Yeah, and I have to say, we've gotten to the point where I don't have to step in more than like once a month maybe say like a little thing because people know the expectation and they kind of moderate themselves these days like mm -hmm. someone says hey that's not okay to say here like like a racist thing or something mm. yeah yeah and i mean if you've if you've already like established your community around those rules people usually know what they're getting into when they when they join yeah um so it, yeah it makes a, a it makes it easier in the long run if you if you set some standards right at the beginning. I feel like that kind of stuff with the boundaries and like all that stuff is in the minority because to me it feels like the for the most part largely the space of gaming if you want to call it that is more how should I say loose or open to uh, certain action languages. That is widely acceptable. It's still, you know, um, today. You know what I mean? Um, like, yeah. you know, I think it's very common. You know, this is like, I think, objective reality. I think it's very common for people to accept the usage of, uh, you know, what people are saying is the R word, you know. <laughs> right? So, and, you know, other, other words. And then once you start entering the smaller communities, okay, then they have roles. Does that make sense? Like... Yeah, like yeah, you pe you see people in zone chat calling stuff. Yeah, they use all kinds of slurs. Uh, so I think that's in, in like a public space. But then when yeah, when it's like a smaller community, they tend to behave themselves better. Um, yeah, and it takes time and effort, like from the community and the leaders. Mm -hmm. And most people just like this is a hobby. I'm not gonna do that. I don't know why I chose to, but I do it. Yeah, yeah. I think certain words are just much more widely accepted than what a lot of people think, if that makes sense. Like, I think it's also like who you are with. Like, if you're in a small group of friends, that mm -hmm. becomes the norm. And when right. you go outside, you're like, oh, wait, this is not okay anymore. I see that, like, when people join. Some people are like, oh, I'm not allowed to say this. What, what is this community? Like, <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> and some people are like, oh, that's actually refreshing. I don't have to listen people like being mean to me or like I can ask a question any kind of question no matter like <laughs> how dumb it is and no one makes fun of you gives you sarcastic answers people just give you the like real answer yeah and people find it refreshing it's, it's it's a bit difficult as well because I feel like there's there's cultural differences like that I mean the, the word our word whatever you, you mentioned I know in the well, UK that's you know that's not that's allowed on twitch Exactly. You, you so so it's allowed it. on Twitch, but it, like if, if for example, if you were 
broadcasting in the UK, if you said that word on TV or radio, you'd never work again. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. people who, who have English as a second language, they are, they're kind of surprised when I say that. They're like, oh, I didn't, we thought, you know, that's just the same as calling someone stupid or an idiot. Um, so it's, it's, it's difficult how much you want to, how to enforce specific things like that when there, when there can be cultural differences. I mean, how do you, how do you approach that kind of thing? Well, we don't really have cultural differences in our guild. Like, <laughs> everyone's pretty much in the same mindset. So yeah. it's quite easier. Like, it's much harder if there's, like, an already established group of friends. Let's say someone transfers from console and into PC and comes into our guild. Then suddenly they're not allowed to, like, say things. But I still mm. like to tell people, if you're alone in your friend group, like, on a channel, like, do whatever. Just don't bring it into our chats. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I know whenever, whenever people start speaking Finnish to me or in front of me, I always end up swearing because those are the only Finnish words I know. And you get very angry. Well, you don't get angry at me. But you, you tell me off. Yeah, I just generally don't swear. Like, I swear very little in English as well. But, like, pretty much nothing in Finnish. I don't know. It's just never, like, we're added to my vocabulary, so. Do you pick people up on it? In guild chat, in Discord. If, no, if it's were. it's just very generic. Like you know, a few of my guild is, and mm. I'd say every third word is like a first <laughs> word for them. <laughs> they can yeah. speak however they want. It's just like, are they speaking that towards someone else and calling someone out, or is it just part of like mm -hmm. they're just speaking about something? Mm. It's weird how like Finnish curse words are not the same kind of. They're not in the same way that that. that well, English curse words are like in English. They either mean like shitting or fucking, usually, or like. But in Finnish, they're like the devil. What what, what do the other ones mean? I don't I don't want to say them. Oh, like pagan words. <laughs> like yeah, they're all like pagan, pagan words. Which, which is, yeah. yeah, very weird. Well, to to English speakers at least. Is it like that in other languages? Is there anything in Korean, Nefes, that... That means what? I don't know. Like, what are the swear words in Korean? It's... Mm, the main one is basically fucker shit. Yeah. Or... And it's weird how, like, countries uh, so far bastard. apart, they end, they end up... Okay. Um, well, your, your parents not being married is in that kind of bastard. No, no. Like, yeah, bastard, bastard. <laughs> Right. Or uh, you know, son of a dog. I think it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> no, not son of a dog. I don't know. Dog? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Bizarre. Is, is it bizarre? I mean, I think everyone's got their I own insults slash curses. In yeah. Whatever language. Uh, it, Italian <laughs> is like pig god. It's a very bad one. Mm. Not allowed to say that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> You you also mentioned earlier you need proof when p players have to like report incidents or in, uh, whatever is happening between two camps, and it's yeah. I actually have something here where you said full screenshots, video, audio, and or testimonials. Is there like a court system? <laughs> <laughs> like how does that how does that happen? How does that happen? 
do the officers like kind of get together and like with both people both people and be like okay you know blah 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 okay and here's five years and i don't know finished jail or do you do it in private and you're like okay <laughs> these people said this how do we go forward is it like a public thing is it like a town square it's, it's not a public thing okay. like uh we, they provide screenshots to us like Multiple times there have been people who say, oh, look what this person said to me, like, in PvP, and they call them names and, like, mm. everything. And I'm like, can you give me the whole conversation? Mm. Then I get the whole conversation, and they started it. They started mm. calling out, triggered the person, and then they replied. So, like, if we had, had not had the full context, we could have just, like, banned a person that maybe didn't deserve it. Yeah. But I think it's just fair to people to hear both sides and, like... Yes. And like, it, of course, there's not always proof, but you can still hear both sides, and usually it corroborates the story or it doesn't. Like, this, like audio is not something we often have. They have been mm. a couple of times, and <laughs> being the guildmaster of a Finnish guild, a lot of things happen when people are drunk, so they <laughs> might not even remember like what mm. happened. And I'm like, okay, we can listen. We can listen like what the other people from the channel said, but like. It's really hard to make any kind of decision because everyone's biased on their own side. They think they never did or almost never did anything wrong. They just say their side and what the other person did. But they don't own up to like, okay, yeah, maybe I started it with this sentence and like triggered them. So we need to have basically as full of a story as possible. And I don't know, we, we don't like none of us work in law firms or anything. But... <laughs> I just feel it's fair to listen to both yeah. sides. I think that's a good way of handling things. I have found as GM, and also when we're handling stuff in ESOU, there's always two sides to the story, no matter what. Always. My god. <laughs> it's so annoying. Because, like, uh, and the proof is, that, like, let's say there's two people in the Discord getting into an argument, and, uh, I don't know. Like the proof is there, five lines above uh, where they where they ended, like who started it. But people will still say, "Oh, they started it." It's so weird to me. It's like some sort some sort of cognitive dissonance with reality when people start shit. But then they're like crying victim. It's so weird to me. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Yeah, people don't take responsibility for their actions. That they might have been the bad guy. Like, sometimes I say something and I don't realize uh, it could be misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go back, put my ego aside. Okay, yeah. I could have communicated this better. I'm sorry that it was taken this way. And this is, like, what I mean. So, like, no one's perfect, but you just gotta, well, take your ego mm -hmm. out of it and own up to your own mistakes. Like, yeah. that's my opinion. For sure. Yeah. You can notice that kind of stuff in raids as well. Like some people, if they make a mistake, they won't own up to it. And then other people will try and they'll apologize for mistakes other people have made. Yeah. Um, That's weird. I mean, <laughs> Wait, they apologize, they apologize for other people? Well, yeah. I, that's well, not, that's I, not an apology. I've, I've had, um, um, what was I was doing a Sunspire and like the tombs didn't get healed and the main okay. tank apologized. What? <laughs> but it wasn't your fault. It was it was, the, it was the tomb healer. I didn't do enough healing. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I I pulled early, or you know, I didn't do a countdown, or like, well, yeah. <laughs> we all know what went wrong. Hmm. Um. I think in Finland, most people blame themselves. Like, 
always okay. like that's we're doing a no death uh like i don't think the three other people like in a let's it say a trifecta dungeon are gonna be mad at the person who died but they're gonna be beating themselves like over and apologizing and feeling bad and it was like it's okay it's okay and they just blame themselves even if it was someone else's fault but mm. i think that's just like Finzo is, oh i'm so bad and maybe it's a confidence issue or i don't know yeah i th i think there's like there is a kind of sort of divide in europe like the further north you go that they are sort of more similar in terms of how people behave and then people like sort of italian spanish south of france they seem to be more hot-headed maybe i don't know if that's a fair assumption um it's weird how yeah like communities depending on where they live it's just like the heat get to them i don't know like <laughs> We've talked about this before in terms of um, people coming to raids on time. Northern Europeans will always be on time. Whereas people um, people that live on the Mediterranean, they're always late. Because, you know, it's you know, there's nice weather outside. It's light until 10 p.m. Who cares if they turn up 20 minutes late? You know, it's still light outside. The weather's still nice and warm. Mm. And we're in... quite strict about that in Finland. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the further north you go, you know, you're expected to be at home on time you should be in home in inside anyway it's cold outside and it's dark what are you doing <laughs> exactly yeah i mean does that happen in does that happen in north america to get these like californians and texas people coming late to rage because it's nice and warm outside mm. just thinking yeah. <laughs> speaking of Speaking of mistakes and stuff. I know where this is going. What happened with QuakeCon? I knew this was coming up and I own up. I own up 100% to my death. Oh. I don't know if it was your fault though. Like, uh, let's uh, let's kind of think it about was, it. How, how was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Well, the, same, the same thing happened the next run and you managed to prevent it. So it was preventable. It, it is preventable, and that's why it's my fault, because I didn't notice it in time. So I didn't think about running, like, further <laughs> out with Deluge and having the Behemoth. So I just went swimming, and they hit exactly at the same time, like, the Deluge and the Light Attack or Heavy Attack from the Behemoth. So had I just gone, like, maybe swimming a little bit further, that would have happened, or, like, anything. It, it was preventable, because it mm. happened on the second run, too. But that time, I, like, ran past. Then the portal group just came, like from the portal <laughs> under me when yeah. I was about to explode. You and managed then to kill Skinny. That was skinny. good. Skinny. He was the only one who stayed in the AOE and died, so like success. But like it started okay. the snowball. I like fully admit that, but I think it still would have been preventable <laughs> like the first time. Uh, I... I think the healers focused on me and they mm. did not focus on Lee at all. So like Lee died and like, yeah, it, it I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. Like Lee taunted it, and like, he died almost immediately. Yeah, it didn't even reach Lee at that time. Like the behemoth was on his way, and <laughs> Lee died. <laughs> yeah, okay. like it's definitely started the snowball, but like, yeah, okay. I, I take we're blame, we're blaming the responsibility. We're blaming Lee and the healers. Oh, okay. but Fine. in the end, we all got our like monitors. <laughs> oh, well, did we? Well, mine hasn't arrived. I mean, I haven't gotten it yet, but like, <laughs> supposedly we're gonna Eventually, get our monitors. We will do. <laughs> Yeah, I think it took like at least a couple of weeks before they sorted that all out. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed. I mean, I don't know if it was your fault completely, 
Maybe the deep. I mean, why was the Hulk still alive? <laughs> you know what I mean? The DPS could have been. I don't know better. It just spawned. Just spawned. It just spawned. Oh, that, that's okay. The thing. All I, right. Okay. Still doing the DPS. <laughs> and I got deluge at the same time, so like it wasn't the DPS fault. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Ah oh, man. Well, I, I think it was a fun event. I think it was a fun run. Yeah. Yeah. So, you could definitely tell people were super focused, though. For sure. Towards, <laughs> towards the towards the actual run. Yeah, especially Olipo and Delcia, they were like super focused with their blindfolds on. Yeah, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I felt bad that we were like taking up... Who was next? Like some people building PCs. Like, I didn't want them to get angry at us. But to be fair, like the people before us took up most of our slot as well. Because I'm sure our slot was meant to be 45 minutes and I think we ended up it having... Was. Like, 35 yeah, was... or something. Yeah, um, they were behind schedule, I've noticed. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing that we actually managed <laughs> to finish because, yeah, I, like our average time was about 32 or 33. Mm -hmm. um, and we did it in 33 with one white. Our vitality was pretty good. We, I think we only had like four or five deaths up until then. And I didn't nice. have to come to practice. Didn't have to come to practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it was such a good parse, man. It was such a good parse. I'll never forget it. <sighs> I was outparsing you and the uh, the other guy. Um, Valav. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's because we, we were killing the um, huh? Nereid things. Why were you killing the Nereids? So that people didn't get sucked into the middle. We were playing safe. Oh, my God. <laughs> never play safe, Ollie. Never play safe. Never Especially play safe. with QuakeCon. When people Especially demand entertainment. <laughs> Stuff's on the line, yeah. Um, did, did you get sucked up in any of that, like, drama around QuakeCon, Eaton? Because there were, like... I know a lot of Endgame players were quite... They didn't like the idea of, of anything that would sort of support Cinemax or promote the oh, card man. mode. Like, veteran raiding. Was that... Was that, did that cause any waves in the Finnish community at all? Not at all, and like, I didn't even know about it until like, I messaged you, because like, one person messaged me, did you know, like, this happened? <laughs> then I went, went to ESOU and like, found where Gina was speaking, and I'm like, okay, well, I see it differently, okay. but <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it's okay. Well, that's, that's good that it didn't affect everyone there. No. <laughs> I think, yeah, we managed to contain it into a small group, I think, thankfully. I don't know. I, I think that sentiment is a bit bigger. I, I keep getting comments about that on the YouTube video. For that. For that oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, you should have boycotted. I'm just like, you skinny. And there's a comment, like, I respect the Asian god. And they're like, I miss the Asian god. He wouldn't have gone to QuakeCon. And I showed Asian. I didn't ask him. Well, okay. Well, I, I showed Asian god that comment. And he was like, I would have gone. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, I, okay, let's say we boycott for some fucking reason, even though it's, in my opinion, like unrelated to ESO itself, mm. because ESO is just part of their like uh, uh, collection of IPs, right? There's QuakeCon is named after Quake, right? Yeah, exactly. It's that's a game. Yeah. Um, there's Skyrim. There's like other like Fallout, Fallout something six. This is a small part of it, I feel like. And I think they only had one or two days for it compared to the other games that had, like... How long did it last for? Like, five days? 
Was yeah, it four days? Yeah, so, three yeah, days? so this year there was only one day of non QuakeCon stuff. So the Thursday was non QuakeCon, and then Friday and Saturday were just Quake. Okay, well then, yeah, again, yeah, small like part. Maybe like as well. But let's say let's say we we, we would call it you, me, Skinny, Eden here, and fucking everybody, Lee, right? <laughs> Why wouldn't they be able to find twelve other people? You know what I mean? Yeah, and the the developers are well aware that Update Thirty Five is fairly unpopular amongst. Oh um, yeah, I'm very sure that they're very aware. Yeah, well, they don't need to be told <laughs> that. Like us, us boycotting, it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's like a fun event. We raised like what, like three thousand dollars or something for charity. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty fast too. Like I thought you'd be <laughs> blindfolded at like the last boss and have deluge or something and mm. have to just run somewhere, but you were blindfolded on like the first boss. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that comes down to what we were talking about earlier, like people taking the game too seriously and not not really treating other people like they would treat people in real life especially in terms of how people speak to the developers sometimes and i know mm. it's it can be frustrating when when updates aren't the way you want them to be but resorting to like personal insults and things like that it's just that's never it's never okay you see those screenshots i put in faculty and you see you no what of people saying oh dude uh, insulting yeah. stuff directly I mean, to people people are sending shit to me and then people are sending shit to the devs through me the, 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 you, you know what I mean like people are insulting uh... me the shit out of me there's so many comments like that and then there's other people insulting the devs through me you know what I mean they're like I don't know why they you know what I mean like, literal death threats actually and of course like oh. you know those comments are removed yeah but yeah people take this shit too seriously but it sounds like you've got it locked down in the in the in the finnish community eden <laughs> why, why, yeah, why are yeah, we suffering yeah. with all this junk <laughs> we need to we need to get this non-toxicity pledge nefers and then we won't oh my god this, this was actually the first time i've seen someone in our chat like say something mean towards the developers like, oh. i had to say like that's not okay to say like like one person, one person one said person. that, but I have to say it was really unpopular because we have like anything from just people who just started the game like yesterday. So people who have been playing since the beginning or mm. 2016 and raiding. We have like a huge mix of people and no one liked it. This is the first time I personally felt like I've had to take my community's feedback and get it to the devs. Like, I mean, like critique, but mm. like not just calling out things, but like their perspective on it. Like people who had just gotten into veteran content, like we have quite a low bar, but now, now it's even harder. And I haven't been in our raids, like, but I've heard there are issues healing and DPS and like mechanics are much harder because we have quite average players. We have people who like just start raiding. Like it's their first vet raid ever with us and they're struggling now. Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what I told Finn and, and said in my videos, and all of us said, were saying the exact same thing. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for us who are the in-game players or like the who are people doing all this crazy shit, you don't, you guys don't like, it, obviously, because they call us obscene. They call our damage obscene, right? They don't like it. They don't like the fact that we can skip mechanics and stuff like that. Hey, you know, we can 
we can adapt. Mm. You know that, right? Like yeah, exactly. The yeah. choice. Like, people who play the game regularly will just right. Yeah, play we can. It differently. People sh if okay. The question isn't just like Morwin. The question wasn't about if we can adapt. The question was, do we want to adapt? Same mm -hmm. thing for Morwin, right? People. Some people stayed and adapted. Most people left. Same thing happened here. And the people who stayed and adapted are fine. They're skating similar numbers, similar times potentially, depending on the content. They can still probably get certain achievements. But everybody else, who has, who has also, uh, you know, gone through the same exact nerves, well, where are they now? And I've been keeping an ear out, an eye out, and a lot of groups seem to be uh, struggling to do what they were doing last patch. So they have to readjust, and it takes longer for uh, mid-tier groups to adjust, compared to, like, endgame groups, right? Because they have to figure it out, because they don't have everybody testing, unlike some teams, right? So it takes some longer to figure out, takes some longer to reprog. Um, and also, like, the other issue is uh, a lot of groups can't seem to fill rosters anymore. So you can't even raid. For... <laughs> yeah. You're lucky if you can find a, you know, a group that can raid consistently with consistent people. So that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I tried Warden again this patch because I know I was playing Warden at QuakeCon and it's just, it's like so different that I've I've, I've changed back to Dragon Knight. But there's lots, lots of people where they only play one character and if it's not enjoyable this patch, then what are they going to do? They're probably going to stop playing. So it's, I don't know. They're, they're, I think it's very surprising that with all the feedback that they've got that... Well, it's changed a lot from um, week one PTS, but it still seems um, perhaps like an unnecessary change, potentially. Especially as we're kind of doing similar damage anyway, it's just a bit different. Yeah, the end gamers are like doing the same damage, but the mm. people who have just started, like now they have to get new gear and everything. And I've mm -hmm. had many people say like, they're just tired of that. Every time they take a little break, they come back, they have to do everything, learn everything over and like they just don't continue playing. But I've played since the beginning. I've seen every single mm -hmm. change. Like I think the longest break I took was two weeks when I was in Spain. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm not taking any breaks from the game. So Same. I've just like seen everything. And this is the patch that I felt like it's not the correct way to go about it. Like I, I don't like, just nerf the end game players, sure, <laughs> like mm. or, or light attack I mean, damage, or care. like th yeah. things like that. But if they say that this is going to improve accessibility, it's gonna help like the lower end game players, the lower players, casuals. I I don't see how they accomplish that with this change. Yeah, I guess all we can hope is that that it's it's a learning step, and that that the next patch will um, hopefully implement something that does help them more yeah <laughs> fingers crossed um because i think you know end gamers don't want to gatekeep end game content there's no there's no reason for end gamers to want that so less people are raiding the work like the, the less competitive the raiding is and the less fun it is people want to be able to have lots of teams playing end game hard mode content lots of people to like, compete against things like that so i think if everyone from the top to the bottom is is encouraging um, the game to be 
more accessible, have better ways to get into raiding and, and end game content. Yeah, I mean, everyone wins. Exactly, yeah. 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 Even the people selling carries win if there's more raiders. <laughs> well, right now I'm running... True. Right now, I'm helping run the largest carry server. In terms mm -hmm. of volume, we're getting, after update 35, close to a billion in gold in sales a week. A billion. Okay. No, but, an American billion's different from the British. No, 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 it's a billion. hundred million. With a B, all right? Yeah, no, but is that a hundred million or is that a thousand million? What? <laughs> what the? Yeah, what are this is about? a thing. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a million in every other country. Huh? Like, basically a million, but then Americans this? say billion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. You don't say billion? No. Trillion? Bit, I... Trillion, uh, yeah. Whether it's, I don't get trillion? it. What does that mean? No, a bit, it's, a, it's a bit. No. I think a billion in the United I'm... States is a thousand million. I'm so confused. But what do you mean by a thousand, thousand million. million? Like a million with three more zeros. The nine zeros is a billion. Yes, that's a billion. <laughs> that's a thousand I'm million. I'm so confused. <laughs> Why are you saying a thousand million? Are you guys trolling me? Or what's going on here? You guys say a thousand million in Europe. Uh, we say milliardi, and it means a billion. <laughs> no, I meant like... Right. I don't get it. So you say a thousand million? I think so. Or milliard, or how do you, however you say it. I don't know. Well, how do you? How do the British? I'm say sure. It? I'm sure. Like a British billion and an American billion is different. Okay, so what's a British they billion? Are. How many zeros are there? It would be six zeros or nine zeros. Billion? No, a, mil a million six zeros, and then a billion's like twelve or something. Yeah, if you check the chat, no. like they're saying it's milliard in it's, different languages. It's nine zeros for a billion, six zeros for a million. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Okay. So what's the British billion? How, mu how much have you been... Uh, I think it's like 12 zeros. 12 zeros? I think. That's a trillion. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Well, you're, you're the bottom floor in houses, you call the first floor. Uh, no, that's called the basement. No. <laughs> ground ground level? Is that the first floor? We call that ground floor, don't we? Why? No, I thought you called that the first floor. I mean, you, you could call that the first floor, yeah, sure. <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah, it's just the first think... floor. I didn't think there'd be any cultural differences that would make this podcast difficult. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay, so you, you're saying a thousand millions of billion, and now you're saying a billion's not a billion. And then you're saying ground floor isn't the first floor? I mean, it's the first floor. <laughs> what, what do you mean? The ground floor's the ground floor, and the first floor's the one on top of that. Yeah, you can, that's interchangeable. First floor and ground floor are often interchangeable. No, no. Why is it no? But where do the numbers start? Like, do you have zero, one, two, three, no, or just it's, one, it's, two, three? It's G. It's zero, one, two, okay, three. Okay, in, in, in some hotels it's G, one, two, three. In some hotels it's one, two, three, four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's interchangeable. Alright. Alright. 
what other cultural differences are you not talking to me about? <laughs> There's loads. Like what? There's far too many. I mean, we call what French fries? French fries. We call it chips. Chips. Uh, trousers. Actually, that's the point. So I, I know a lot of, say, in Europe, people will, at least historically, they would use British English instead of American English. But I've seen like nowadays, in like the last twenty years, people who have English as a second language, it will be like American English. Like, do you, do you, what do you call chips and? Do you use chips and crisps, or what, how do you do it? What are you asking? Me? Like, yeah. I say both of them because in Finnish schools they teach the British English, and then mm. like in parentheses it's like this is what the Americans call it. <laughs> and my husband is American and he uh, hates yeah. if I call chips <laughs> crisps or something. Okay. A, a pants pants, or are they, are they trousers, or are they underpants? They're just pants. <clears throat> but yeah. we consume so much American media that it is, I think, shifting to just the American words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's complicated. Anyway, so what was so what was your point again? Okay, you my, made a my, billion okay. in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like it, right now, mostly the people who are doing all that is maybe anywhere between thirty to fifty, the same thirty to fifty people. So if we had more raiders. It'd be a lot mm -hmm. easier. For sure. Yeah. Everyone wins at any level. Whether you're selling carries, buying carries, whatever. Right? Or uh, doing progression. Or going for a trifecta. Score pushing. But numbers are pretty, pretty, pretty down, unfortunately. And I hate that. Yeah. Oops. What was that? <laughs> Were you cooking something? No, no, no. I had a little. I've been upgrading my case fans. I have like a leftover screw, which probably should mm. be in there. So I accidentally just dropped it and hit my bell. Hit a bell. It's very handy. It's handy. Do you know what this is good for? Um, portals. Portals in Cloudrest when I'm tanking. And I'm like, okay, second oh. portals. Second portals ready. Come on. <laughs> Come in, DDs. It works 100% every time. It's hard to miss. Nice. Honestly, if <laughs> I heard that, yeah. that's like that's like a Pavlov. Yeah, in terms of other stuff that you do within not just the Finnish community, but also the ESO community, uh, you also do, uh, I believe, work with Outcast for ESO Hub, right? Yeah, I take uh, fashion pics. Mm -hmm. I've done like one guide. I proofread things occasionally. It's pretty cool. Yeah, mostly furnishing pics these days. Yeah, I used how to work you... on ESO fashion. Yeah, I was gonna say, or... <laughs> how did you get how did you get started with with all of that? Uh, back when Homestead was coming, there was no item preview, like a furnishing preview. Mm. So, uh, the person who runs ESO fashion. Uh, exile asked for someone who has all the achievements to take pictures of the achievement furnishings because uh, she didn't have them and i don't think the templates do still like get all the achievements to buy mm. them but yeah so i bought them on pts i took pictures i uploaded them there back in the day some luxury pics there as well and i don't know then just switched to doing it for ESO pub at some point back when it was eso housing <laughs> Yeah. Why do you... 
I swear you use like a really tiny character because whenever whenever I've bought stuff after seeing your pictures, I'm like, oh, this is way smaller than. Ollie, I told you this. It is not my character. The tiny wood elf is not my character. Wait, what? Who's is that? Who's that then? It's Exiles, the person who owns the website or the. Oh, is your, Wait, yours is the dark elf. Is it Mine's the a dark elf with like the toga that's slaughterfish pink, and I have the amberplasm skin. Like that's. She's my character. really small as well. I think you need a bigger character. I think she's pretty. Dark, dark, dark elves are small. I thought dark elves are little. But in the end, like, it's always the same character, so you can just, like, compare. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not good with scale. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't know uh, how, how did you work? How did you move from that to working with Outcast? It all started in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, this is a good When story. One Time Reel was coming out, and mm. there was like no, I think Fextra Life was the website that had information about where each of the sets dropped, but there mm -hmm. was no like one list. So I made a list for my guild, because like everyone's asking, where do I get this set now? Uh, Worm used to drop in Mav Lorcai, where does it drop now? And uh, like things like that. So yeah. I just made a list. It was a very basic list with links to Fextra Life. Then I'm like, Alcas, do you want to put this on your website? Because people are finding it useful. And then he put it there, like, credited me, and I don't know, we've just been friends ever since. Hmm. Back when Deltia was the, like, the <laughs> person, and Alcas was, like, the uh, European Alcast Deltia. Alcas, Deltia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that nickname. <laughs> Back in the day. Sorry. Yeah, that... There are so many different resources for ESO, and I wonder whether it would be better if they were all combined into like just one big ESO wiki. It's hard to, I don't know. I guess they've all got their like unique selling points. Like I don't think you'd be able to fit ESO <coughs> fashion into like Outcast's website. I don't know. I think they also do their own different purposes. Mm. Yeah, I think if everything serves like a different purpose, it's fine. Like, ESO Hub is gonna try to get, like, basically everything, be the wow head of ESO eventually. Like, it's gonna take time, mm -hmm. of course, and all that. But, like, it's missing, we don't have the stats here, but, like, maybe 60% of the furnishing picks. Uh, right. Finding them isn't easy. Uh, just, like, so ESO Fashion is still, like, the place to go, or a few other websites that have them categorized better. So, like, mm -hmm. whatever people feel is the best resource, I think they should use it. And yeah, competition yeah. is good. It drives you yeah. to be better. <laughs> For sure. We're actually working on something really cool with ESOU in terms of uh, oh, yeah. furnishings and fashion and all that. Oh my god. Competitor. Yeah, I mean, I respect Outcast and Older a lot. They have a oh, really yeah. good work ethic. Yeah. Who's going to be the first person to have a 3D model viewer? Us. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What for like, um, how do Everything. they even do that? Like, would that, like for costumes, like you can make, do you reckon you could do that? Yeah. So the person working oh, on Prosion, uh, okay. he found yesterday that there are 193,000 unique models in the game. Okay. That's insane. And that includes like things like rocks, trees and stuff like that. So you're gonna have to parse through all that, see you know 
uh, to filter through it and see what, what, what maybe people want to see. So we have like interesting yeah. idea. Like, well, if we could pull a furnishing, 3D model, right? But you, you can, if it's a lightning furnishing, what well, if you could turn it on in that 3D model and see what the lighting is like? So, yeah, pretty, so I mean, yeah, that's, av that's available in game, but <laughs> yeah. having like a browser-based version that would be amazing. Yeah, I have all these out out crazy ideas well. for the website, and hopefully yeah. we can do some of them, or a lot, all of them, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. I mean, I spent hours on that Wowhead one, like the model preview. Even when I'm not even playing <laughs> like Wow for years, I just go and have a look at like what the the cool new warrior raiding set looks like on a fork. But you know, yeah, it'll be great if um, yeah, fight. Let's like the space race. Do it. Space race. See, so, so you can get the 3D model viewer first. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> even. That's not even the thing I want the most either. Like oh. I want, I want other shit, honestly. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. It's mm. all about time. Yeah. Yeah. Laborious. Yeah. I mean, how long does it take to like do the the screenshots for the furnishings and housing stuff? Oh, are you asking me? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, usually when PTS hits, if I have the time, it's like, I can do it in a day if I just dedicate the whole day, but I do it like in parts. Mm. So I first take like the pictures. Uh, I actually use my both of my accounts, like the other one's the photographer. <laughs> so it's easier oh. to take the pictures okay, smart. <laughs> and get everything like ground level and everything. But yeah, it's like, depends how many items there are in update. I'm not doing like the old old ones. I just do the new ones basically. So mm -hmm. maybe six hours if there aren't that many. Like I think one of the patches uh, was I Blackwood? Blackwood mm. had a lot of reskins of old furnishings. Like so there was like yeah. maybe 200 compared to 100 that there normally is. I guess it was easy just to take the same model and reskin it. Mm -hmm. I think it was Blackwood. But you'd still have to go and take that picture, even though it was just same model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. I don't think I could do that. That sounds like so much. That sounds so repetitive. What? <laughs> do you do, do, like you do it on the PTS? You must do it on the PTS, uh, right? Yeah, on the PTS, because okay. you get like everything there. Mm. How well decorates your house on live? Out of curiosity. It's true. Yeah, I've not seen. Well, you haven't seen <laughs> her house. Don't go into my house. <laughs> Wait, why? Why not? <laughs> um, I had we had a virtual meetup, and I made like a little jumping puzzle there. Then I uh -huh. saved everything on like the what, what's the add-on? EHT essential oh, yeah, housing yeah. tools. I saved everything, and I said to everyone like, "Go ham. Do do anything you want." <laughs> I tried to press the, like, go back button, <laughs> things didn't uh -oh. go back. <laughs> so oh. it's like, still like a mess, my house is missing like a half of it, and... I have to admit, like, I didn't even decorate it fully. <laughs> I paid my friend, <laughs> who's a better decorator. Oh, like, I I'm not that great of a decorator, so... You're not that great- what? But you you know all the furnishings, you have a deep, intimate knowledge of I, every I single thing. I know them for- 
I know them for five minutes and then I forget about them. And <laughs> people come to me like, brain. hey, yeah. where, where do you get this? I found this picture and I'm like, I have no memory, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I have to go check like my Excel sheet. Where did you get God. them? Yeah, Jesus. I just take the pictures. <laughs> I'm the photographer. What's your What's your favorite part of ESO? Like, is it the fashion? The community. Okay. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like, I, I think yeah. Because it depends who you p play with. Mm. Sure. Like personally, I think right now trials are my favorite. Mm -hmm. uh, and like dungeon trifectas, but I don't have a team for that right now because well, everyone quit. <laughs> yeah, everyone's <laughs> well, everyone's quit. <laughs> everyone quit. Yeah, so, the big elephant in the room. Yeah, but just progging like, progging anything with my guild is. Like when you struggle, like you you take people who are just starting out, you struggle through content, you see them learn, grow over weeks, months, years, and then you complete something and get like that euphoric feeling. Oh, we finally completed that! Like we just did VSS hard mode on our second progression group, <laughs> so like it was a great feeling. Everyone else was new, except for like me, and then we did get a few backups on the first clear. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, that's like the only way that end gamers can really get that that euphoric feeling, like you say, is to is to help other people. Um, emotional yeah, says, vampire. Emotional vampire. That, that's <laughs> why I say it. I mean, mm -hmm. after a certain point, you've done everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've already drained the dopamine from getting I don't know God Slayer or whatever TikTok. Now you have to get that dopamine from. Helping players get their own dopamine. It's just mm -hmm. literally a fucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like even that wears off though after a while. Like. You think so? I don't think so. I, I like to think like I am the old person and then like a young person comes all excited <laughs> and gets me excited again and basically that's how it works for me. Yeah. So like, when I completed like a dungeon or trial trifecta like the second third fourth time i think it's more like relief than pleasure it's just like oh thank god i can go and do something else now i don't have to keep turning up to this every week <laughs> so maybe i'm becoming bitter maybe i've done too many trials i think i think i resent that there's not enough people to play end game that i enjoy playing with anymore at the moment or at least this patch certainly like I don't feel like that's. I don't feel like I could make a team of like eleven other people that don't take it too seriously, but are also capable of doing hard mode smoothly. So I, I don't know. Whenever I have to, I, I mean, I enjoy the training groups, and like I'm not, I'm not going to bash them, but it's frustrating when you see other people making mistakes that you know you wouldn't make. Okay. Should you? My am I toxic elitist? No, I mean. I think that's a large part of the reasons why people don't go back. Does that make sense? Like, mm. you start from point A and go to point D, but that's your journey, right? As a raider, mm -hmm. you you go through all the growing pains. Uh, you go through the roster prog. You go through all the achievements. You make yeah. the mistakes. You see people make mistakes and you grow together. And then when you get to point, you when you get to the destination. How often do people actually go back to point A and help other people? You know what I mean? It's just like, well, why would you? In a sense. Yeah. 
unless doing you're... Ethereum Archive hard mode since 2014 and right. still do it, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it takes like a mentality, mm -hmm. a certain mentality, sure. more of a teacher mentality. Like, I'm not there to prog for myself, I'm like helping these people. And since we get like first timers, we don't actually require any clears in any trials into our guild, like groups. Like, you don't need to know the mechanics, they're all taught, and we go like just little by little. So, yeah. we're more for like a stepping stone. <laughs> like, once you want to go to that higher group, do trifects and other, other stuff, you go from normal, vet, hard mode, and then you can like apply to other guilds. So, I've, I've kind of like, it was hard in the beginning, I'd say back in, well, 2016, 2017. But once I got that mentality that, like, I'm not gonna be farming or doing this with, like, a high end game core group, I'm gonna be teaching these players. Like, I, I don't feel bitterness or anything. I do get sometimes frustration. Like, mm. if, if everyone knows what to do, we've done this several times and suddenly mm. we can't do it anymore. It's like, oh, this is a bit frustrating. But I, I never let it show or, like, in my voice or anything. It's like, okay, let's try again. And I don't hash out things like what went wrong, what went wrong. Like if everyone knows what to do, I'm like, okay, another pull, another pull, another pull, until it goes. Yeah. Unfortunately, most people don't have that mentality. <laughs> no. And that's there's there's, there's <laughs> also a reason why there aren't that many raid leads. Yeah. And that's why update thirty four five was so dev devastating because you, mm -hmm. we lost so many raid leads. So do you, do you like... think that mentality is something that you can like nurture in other people, or do you think it's they either have it or they don't. That's a tough question. Um, I think it's a combination of like... Oh, I don't know, actually. Not a combination. I, I think that's just kind of like your life experience. And also your own mm. experience through the game. That determines that trait or mentality. You know what I mean? Like, let's say... I don't know. I can easily say I've met people that, have, that were mistreated. Or, like, made fun of early on in ESO because they sucked, right? Mm -hmm. But then they took that. There's two kinds of people. People that fuck off because they don't want to deal with that shit. And then there's a second type, which is which they keep going on. And then later they become, uh, they don't want to do that to other people, right? So I think that depends on your experience, if you want to teach yeah. or not, or if you have the mentality or not. And you need to find like-minded people because everyone have a, has a different reason for playing. Like sometimes people just want skins, achievements, gear, then they stop raiding. Like yeah. you have to be on the same page. Like what do you guys want? And like those are all valid ways to play. <laughs> like, yeah. You just you exactly, just gonna yeah. find that those group of people who like okay we're gonna do this until everyone has this achievement and then stop and not like okay i got my achievement and okay bye <laughs> or i got all the gear i got my staff bye sorry daggers yeah. i'm always very jealous of those people that, that, that come to like a prog as a fill for one night and they get the achievement and then disappear that's very unfair <laughs> hmm. i think i managed to leech one um Immortal Redeemer, like that. But other than that, I've 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 been there from the very beginning, doing my six month Godslayer prog or whatever. I think <clears throat> I think I did a I did a ten month TikTok. Good God! A ten month TikTok. 
10 months it took. <laughs> it was one it was like two hours a week oh my god even then that was that wasn't even that long ago that was like 2020. back when cloud rest came we were doing plus three all the way until Sunspire came and we were like, let's leave Cloudrest, go to Sunspire. But then we went back and it took us like two tries to do plus three, so I don't know what happened at that time. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Sunspire conditioned you. Yeah. I remember a seventh month VMAL prog. Back when VMAL was, you know, newer. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah. But I don't think you see anything like that anymore. I don't know. Uh, well, mm. I think for older content, you definitely don't see that anymore because it's older content. Mm. Even for newer content, I feel like there's enough sharing of knowledge slash maybe, I don't know, players that is not as common as anymore. Or maybe, maybe I'm like in a bubble. Maybe it's like, it's still like that. Just not for the people I'm familiar with, maybe. Probably, I'm in a bubble. <clears throat> like, do you guys know of any um, I'm, I'm in a different kind of bubble, but I'm in a bubble too. <laughs> I'm like in my Finnish guild yeah. bubble. I very okay. like, like rarely go and sub something. I don't play with pugs almost mm. at all. So I'm always like doing the same thing. Just see from my, like my point of view things. And I don't know. I still know like groups that struggle on VMOL twins. So it's still definitely there, but... Back when VMOL came, like, what were, what was the content, like, we were able to check, like, what build? Like, I remember looking at one build before the, I think it was during the first year. This is how you do Mac DK DPS 1K in Ethereum hard mode. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> like, 1.5. Those were the kind of, I have videos of that time and it's horrible to watch. I was spamming basically two skills. And that was the guide said, like, weapon swapping wasn't really a big thing, even back then. And we we're like, oh, the content is just easier. No, I think people are just better players. We have so mm. much more, like, content creators to check builds from. People helping each other, like, veteran players helping newer players. Just, like, it is such a more knowledgeable community. So I think progging is faster because of it. Yeah, I think player knowledge has definitely grown. And... I think that's a challenge in itself for the devs. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, there was something that came up. Apparently there was an interview with Finn during Friday. Uh, Friday's Gamescom um, in Europe. And he said that like they have a, a in-house QA team that is responsible for the balance of Vet and Vet Moon. Which is, uh, Ali, did he say that during our podcast? I'm sure, yeah. I feel like we, we spoke about that QA, QA team because we wanted to know how many people were on it. Yeah, but I he remember... He said for trials, it's, it's, it's like between like six and eight people and then they get like the rest will be devs for Yeah, but I trials. remember him saying like they... Like the QA is primarily to, meant to break the, like the, the content, right? Not mm. to test the balance, right? Or am I remembering wrong? God, we'd have to rewatch it. I think, yeah, I think, no, I think what he was trying to say was like, they're not playing it to try and complete it. They're playing it to make sure that, like, they're, they're playing it in a very different way to how, like, the end user would, would play the game. Do you remember when they mentioned that they test normal trials on level 30s with blue gear? 
Yeah. Did he say he was level 30? I thought it was like... Yeah. Okay. It was below 50. I'm not sure about the 30, but it was non-set blue gear. Okay, yeah. yeah, I remember levels. the blue, blue gear. That's been mm. like a myth. That's, uh, I asked him, like, 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 is that true? And, oh, yeah, just for normal. That so, wasn't okay. an ESO live, so... <laughs> yeah. I because we made an event after it to go test it. Mm. With, like, just blue gear and low levels. Well, we did Cloud Rest plus 3 on our low levels. I mean, is it surprising that the QA team would be responsible for deciding what's hard mode and what's non-hard mode? Yeah, it's surprising to me. Who else would do it? The players have been doing it. What do you mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it just feels like that to me, honestly. I feel like right now they're there, uh, and I think it works, right? I think mm. they're, for the past two trials, Rockroof and Dreadsail, they mm -hmm. make it as hard as fucking possible. And then they get the player feedback and they tone it down. It's easier to tone down things rather than yeah, make things yeah. or add things, right? Yeah, and so I think that's what I, I think that works on. fine. Yeah. But I'm, I was surprised when during the interview, apparently, I haven't watched the interview, but someone told me that he said mm -hmm. that there is a in-house QA team now or some shit that they test balance for. I'm like, I don't remember him saying that. Maybe I'm misremembering <laughs> what you said. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure he said QA was meant to break things or like test shit that isn't for clearing or balance, but to break things, right? I gotta, I gotta go back and watch, I guess. God damn, if you can't remember, I can't I remember. I vaguely remember them talking about like QA team just says that you get achievements after certain things and mechanics work as they're supposed to. Mm. Uh, I didn't, I kind of watched the stream, so. I don't yeah, remember. it's like yeah, whether they clear it or not isn't doesn't actually make yeah. a difference. They're just sort of saying, oh well, we don't think a new player would be able to do portals on Bassai or something, so let's remove that for non-hard mode. That kind of thing. Mm, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Hmm. Like makes you makes you wonder. What? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just like like how good are they as players? Right. They must be very good because they're playing it professionally, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. They played it a lot, more than us, more than you or I, Nefes. They've played this game. Yeah, maybe if you can believe such a thing. I, I, well, who, who do you think plays a game more, devs or players? Even just quantity, not quality. Well, it's got to be, I would say, when I was unemployed, okay. I played a hell of a lot. You <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> got, like, all day. I was playing, like, 10 hours a day. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, we looked at, when from when I started the game up until when I got a job, um, like, something like two-thirds of the time I was awake, I was playing ESO. Okay. Like, if we... Yeah. So... Your answer is more. Players are more. Definitely players. Quantity wise. Okay, what about what were you think? More or less or the same? Uh, players play more from my experience. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. the dev, like a lot. There are a lot of players that like are unemployed and play. Uh, the longest I've played, I don't know if I should admit this, was thirty hours. <laughs> we were just playing PvP. Oh my god. Thirty. <laughs> you know, I was playing with Shikai. <laughs> we were like trying to switch our schedules because we were going to like waking up too late. Yeah. 
So we just decided we're just gonna play PvP until it's the next day and the correct time to go to bed. So now everyone knows that. But there's no PvP happening in Europe at four in the morning. Oh, there what was. was there? We were playing on DC, so Big Boss was just like sending oh, troops to okay. us. Okay. Oh, this is years Who? ago. Big Boss. Big Boss. Who's Big that? Boss. Big Boss the Dark Phoenix. Big Boss the Dark Phoenix. Who? It's a very <laughs> it's a, EU. <laughs> it's a very very angry French bug leader. Okay. Who he just speaks in all caps and uh, will respawn at the keep. Just run out general. straight into the enemy, die, demand okay. his group res him. And he'll just like I don't think he's I'm not sure he's ever killed anyone. He might have done. <laughs> <laughs> just, he'll just like, you know, respawn, run out of the keep, die, run out of the keep, die, you know, over and over again. And shout yeah, push it, it was great people. to farm him and his people, so. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a lot of AP back then. <laughs> <laughs> there must be players like that on NA, surely. Oh, yeah, yeah. We call them zone chat generals, zone chat mm. commanders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's people like that usually. Yeah. And, you know, as, as as much as people meme on them, including myself, I think they're, like, necessary. Or not necessary, I don't know how to say it. Like, yeah, necessary. They're, they're, they're good for the faction. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good part of the ecosystem. To, yeah. 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 For sure. They do have a positive impact, even though it's quite funny. Mm. Looks ridiculous. So, do you have any plans, Eden, for, like, uh, your guild? By the way, I, I guess we didn't even ask, and I feel terrible for this, but, like, what's the name of your guild? <laughs> oh, you just call it, like, the largest Finnish guild. It's like, okay, well, let's <laughs> Just get... Google largest Finnish guild. <laughs> Gotta add that to the... All right, let me, Anyways, let me Google uh, it. Dragonborn Inc. Dragonborn Inc. We have a, yeah, website and Twitter and Facebook, but those are not really used other than just for news. Okay. Yeah. Dragonborn Inc. Yeah, actually, it used to be Dragonborn Z, and this is the reason why I yeah, thought it was going to be 13-year-old, like, teenagers. I saw mm. the ad, like, three times, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to give them the chance. <laughs> and after being a guildmaster for quite some time, I'm like, I, I know what's Dragonborn Z that it's based on. I don't feel like it rep represents me, so I just want to keep the Dragonborn. And since I introduced bureaucracy... <laughs> Like, mm. yeah, okay. incorporate it to it. Wow. Yeah. So. Have you got it registered as a trademark? Like, is it registered as a company? No. Okay. We, could, we could steal it. Just a domain. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the website. It looks really nice. But I can't understand any of it. It's unfinished. <laughs> oh, I see the non-toxic certification. That's fucking cool. <laughs> Oh, I, oh! I finally found something. That's that's in English, kind of. Combat oh, metrics. No. Combat metrics. Adonin. Lukiminen. Yes. Sa'usi. Why are you doing it in like a Korean accent? What? What do you Korean accent? I don't know. You that sounded like. No, it sounded oh, actually you fine. Have to, you have to speak like a norm. <laughs> no, you just speak like a Swedish chef, Ollie. You don't uh, have a Finnish accent. That's Swedish. <laughs> or, oh yeah, that's Swedish, yeah. yeah. Okay. But well, yeah, that's cool. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> At Tusivu. What is that? What does that mean? Tusivu. Main page. Main page. Okay, that's cool. Oli, what are you laughing about? What did you find? I, I, I just want no. I just 
I want to contribute to the speaking finish, but I will, only, I will only say a bad thing. No, you know the word sex. Do I? Yes, Sitka. it's just... No. Hey. <laughs> oh, you guys have, um... It's the same word as pine. You guys have a tournaus, uh tournament, yeah? Is that tournaus? Uh, yeah, we had a sales of tribute tournament, and okay. I've been meaning to make a second one, and... Okay. Sometime soon. We have an IRL meetup coming next month, so maybe after that. Okay, Kuta is gold, I'm assuming. Judging from the Palknot prizes. Am I saying this right? Palknot and Kuta? <laughs> Kota? Uh, Palkinot. There's like Palkinot. a... You have to say the double ends and everything. <laughs> I'm just trying it out, you know. Like, you're being toxic. And Kulta. Cool trying his best and you're Okay, laughing. sorry, that is quite and, funny, though. So Kulta is gold, yeah? Kulta? Yeah. Kulta, yeah, okay. There's an L in there. Unless I type out something. Kulta. Which is also pretty common. Repora. Kulta. The chat hurts. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, oh, man. You guys also do sky shard hunts, yeah. Yeah. You guys literally do everything, from what I'm seeing. It's pretty cool. Yep. Do you have any new plans? Like, do you have any new events coming up for the guild? Uh, I have a like a competition planned. I'm not sure what it's gonna be, but like either a screenshot or just mm. outfit or furnishing thing. But I try to have like a competition or two a month. A month? That's insane. Yeah. Wow. It goes on for a few weeks. But mm. also, if you go, like, really back on, like, all the news articles, you're not going to find everything because... Did you hear when OVH servers burnt down in OVH. France? OVH? No. What? Tell yeah, me. Yeah, just the biggest servers in Yule and, like, our website burned. Oh. And the backup was either in the same building or in the other building that burned as well. Oh, so. Like, my husband's a coder, so he, like, wrote a tool that we could get it from, like, Google Index or mm. Wayback Machine, so we're still missing, like, certain certain news articles, and I never added all the pictures and galleries back. That was a chore. Yeah. How, how the fire start? Does, does anyone know? I remember it being... They were literally, like really bad buildings they were, they were not up to code so like the sprinklers didn't go off and i'm not sure what started the fire i don't remember but like just the fire suppression system just wasn't up to bar oh apparently my husband just sent me a message it was the backup power ups's that caught fire oh okay okay oh yeah i mean you guys have you guys have everything you guys have a youtube channel you guys have a facebook page yeah ESO database, Twitter, oh, new. <laughs> wow. Definitely gives the feeling large. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I, don't, I can't think of any other country that has a, a guild so like dedicated to to the, like, you know a specific group of people. Yeah, I've not heard of like as big of a guild or as active. Like there are guilds that say we have. 499 members and then you check they have uh, 100 members that have logged in the past year so sad like, <laughs> yeah. yeah do you guys do you guys advertise at all in game 
or sometimes uh, I, I don't like, every day I shout seen... when I'm doing my no, no, rich no. in Leowin there's like a massive thing in Finnish and I feel like, like <laughs> the past weeks what? the past months <laughs> like we had a time for like two years where it was just people telling other people and we came close to our offline limit which is two weeks like 500 players that have logged within two weeks I almost had to make either a second guild or like a queue mm. to the guild but yeah. Currently, the activity is going a bit down, so I'm back to recruiting. Like for the first five years, I'd like to say, I just recruited every single day in every single zone, and now I do it like once a day again. Because yeah. <laughs> there are a certain amount of people that just like play for a little bit and then they quit. So you gotta keep feeling like that. But I rarely see higher ranks quitting until well the past few months. Mm. So. Is there is there like a steady influx of new Finnish players? I mean, there must be, I guess. I, like, I would have thought that's that's so difficult to find. I find it difficult to find just any players, let alone Finnish language players. So, yeah. I don't know where they all come from, but it's about <laughs> like I kick about ten people a week because I get ten new people, approximately. Sometimes less, sometimes more. So, I don't, like, must where just, do they come from? Yeah, there must just be like a background of Finnish people that are always there, but they just don't, they don't socialize. And like, most oh, look, <laughs> zone chat. <laughs> yeah, and most people have actually not play an, played an MMO, like, previously, because mm. you can instantly tell. The ones who haven't played an MMO, like, basically never say anything in chat. And the one yeah. who has played MMO that comes to the voice channel and like, hey, how are you doing? And it's very unnatural for a Finnish person to do that yeah. unless they have an MMO background. But yeah, we have like just all sorts of people. Like we have moms, dads, seniors, anything between 18 and I'd say around 60 year olds and everyone plays together. Wow. Do you, do you ever do like um, meetups, in-person meetups? Have you done any of those? Yeah, twice a year we like rent some oh cabins. Gosh. <laughs> and for a weekend, and we have one <laughs> right. coming up in a couple, of, couple of weeks. Okay. Except like during Corona, we cancelled a few of them. But besides that, it's once or twice a year. And I have to say, I am the only one like who is still going from like the original people. Oh, I have a meetup blog. I took that from like <laughs> back in college. We'd always in our parties have a meetup blog and write things that people have said and Polaroids and other stuff and. Oh. We just read like the olden days and <laughs> write dumb stuff people say out of context. Oh. But yeah, it's also because we are Finnish, like it's easier to meet up because Finland isn't that big. So, and they're in the center. Well, it is quite Finland. big. Well, I guess people aren't living like really up north. Where are they? Oh, some people are. Okay. Like way, way, way up in the north, and they have like those uh, oh, the Russian dogs. border. <laughs> Almost. They have those dogs that like. Uh, the sledding stuff with the dogs, what's okay. it called? Huskies. Yeah, huskies and stuff. Like, just like basically any background you can think of, we have them. Mm. And I'd say like maybe a little bit more alcoholics than other <laughs> guilds would sell just because we're finished. It's, just, and... it's cold and there's nothing to do if you live in the <laughs> tundra. <laughs> yeah. Is it true that Finnish people drink the urine of reindeers because reindeers eat like some fungus, something? They eat some psychedelic mushrooms. Then if you drink the reindeer pee, you can get high off it. I've heard this. 
Uh, where did you hear that? Like in 4chan or? <laughs> it was on like a British TV. It was on like a British TV show. Oh, give us that. I don't. I don't actually know. Like I've, I've not TV. heard that before. So. Okay. Try next time you see a reindeer. Try drinking its pee. You get a nice little buzz. Okay, I'll send you some. <laughs> really? Yeah, thanks. With the Carolina Reapers. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm not actually that good with like all the Finnish, almost said lore, but like Finnish lore. Finnish lore. <laughs> Finnish lore. <laughs> I'm not that good, and I learn new things all the time. Like there are so many dialects and slang words, and I'm like, I have to ask, what does this word mean? Because I don't understand the sentence. And, Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but... So it's possible, like what you said is true. Maybe someone in chat can like confirm that, but I've not heard of it personally. Uh, it might be something like very much in like the Arctic Circle, like way up north. Yeah, I live in quite south of Finland. Mm. What advice would you give to like? people right now who are guild masters or are trying to become guild masters mm. For, like if you had to like give advice from all you all of your years of experience as a gm at this mm. point don't take things personally that is like mm. the mm. biggest thing i had to learn because i've been quite liked my whole life and then when i became a guild master suddenly i think i'm doing everything correctly my moral is correct and people still hate me. Like, you just have to accept that. Like, you have to accept critique as well. Like, it is really important to have, like, a good... good well, good relations with well, everyone, so... I don't know, that's quite of a big question. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can think about it. We can, we can talk just, through it. Yeah, yeah just do, well, do what you think is best. Uh, consult other people if you're not sure don't just start like and uh, oh take a like a deep breath and go away from your computer if you start getting frustrated or annoyed at something i mm -hmm. i have those times like i haven't eaten in a long time i slept badly and i'm like oh that is so annoying and then i know okay i'm just gonna log out <laughs> go eat do other things but mainly that don't think they take things personally have people you can talk with delegate don't try to do everything alone that's another mistake mm -hmm. I tried to do. I was leading seven events a week, week back in 2016, like PvP trials, just everything. Got a bit of oh a burnout. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> I yeah. could just go over all my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's okay to this. make mistakes because you. Yeah. It's how you learn, right? And I think I think people are people don't get as angry as you might think when when guild leaders make mistakes. I think mature people will understand that. Everyone makes mistakes, adults make mistakes, so, you know, you don't need to feel too bad about making some mistakes, as long as you make some efforts to fix them, and you learn oh, from and them. Yeah, remember to listen to people if there is any point, like, in their, in their sentences to you, whatever they're saying, like, even if they hate you, they're criticizing you, they're calling you out for something, try to see if there is a little bit of truth like, mm -hmm. do something that you can change and be ready to change as well. Mm. Like, don't be yeah, yeah. too set in your ways. We've always done this. We are going to continue doing this. Be like, okay, maybe it is time to, like, change things up a bit. Mm. 
Yeah, because I mean, even if someone's being like perceived as, as toxic, they're probably exaggerating um, a problem that there is something that you may, might need to work on. Yeah, like there was a person who was writing really passive-aggressive comments, like something I said. So I just messaged them like, hey, what's the dealio? And then yeah, we yeah. talked it through and we didn't have an issue anymore. <laughs> just mm -hmm. like, there's usually something behind. And this is what I say to all my event leaders, guild lead, everything. Just if there is something that frustrates you constantly, maybe not like once, but constantly, you think about it. It festers in your mind. You mm. think maybe you should say something just say something like i've had situations where people don't say they have have an issue with someone or something we do and then they explode like why do you do this and i'm like where did this come from yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just try to solve issues as they arise and don't let them fester then becomes much harder I can see. I can see in that light, like why you're not uh, taking things personally. But what happens if they are trying to make it personal? Do you still? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I, I'm sure you. Uh, they have. Girl. I've been called names. Yeah. I've been kicked yeah. out of our own Same. WhatsApp group. I think my favorite words. I'm bitter and salty. Bitter <laughs> Those and are my salty. <laughs> Those are my favorite words. <laughs> and like just so many names. I just try to take it with, like, it tells me more about them than me. I'd say initially, when yeah. I was just starting out guild leading, I took it very personally. Like, I, I was very sad about it, and I still listen to it, and I, it still affects me. But, like, I've just grown that shell. Like, just, mm. you get it with time. You, you, like, I'd say the biggest learning experience is just to be, how to be a good guild master like i put this in my cv or resume in america like i am like the guild master i lead this community like it's taught me so much about solving conflicts making rules listening to people just everything and if you're unsure if that there are like other issues in your guild and you people don't generally say it directly like i've noticed that you can make an anonymous questionnaire and people can like rate things mm -hmm. that's a great tool to use as well yeah. yeah, I think people underestimate how useful it is to to be in like um, a guild leader position. Like it's it's good for like the rest of your life outside of the game as well. You know, you, there's so many skills you learn. Like you say, yeah, conflict resolution, all this kind. Of, I've, I mean, I've got it on yeah. my CV as well. Like being a guild leader of you know international team of whatever. It's, they're all useful skills. I think. Yeah, it I tells think, about people. Yeah, and I think employers are becoming a little bit more aware nowadays, thankfully. Um, that, you know, people do play video games and it's not like a negative thing. There is there is stuff to learn from it. It can be positive. Yeah, I think really being a guild master has helped like me create, create me, my ego, mm -hmm. like myself. <laughs> like it's right. just like, because I've been put to the test so many times, criticized, and I just have to see like, okay is this something like i want to do and you just have to deal with it and like constantly assess yourself as well and you need to want to like improve if you don't want to improve then like you can well, never get better yeah. but just you, you, even you put to the test you learn so much like when you go through it and if you just quit then i mean that tells something about you as well 
-hmm. but like, <laughs> it's just a learning experience in general. When you were put to the test, were you having fun, in a way? No. No, really. Well, like, I asked this because... I don't think it's fun at the time, is it? I mean... No. Well, like, afterwards you can see the value in it, but mm. when it happens, you just want to be like, I don't want to play this game anymore, I don't right. want to, like, deal with these people. Just, like, so many emotions arise, like, what are you gonna do? Basically, it's, it's just a question, what are you gonna do with this? As I said, like, I've been mostly liked, so when people criticize me, when I think I'm doing the correct thing, mm -hmm. it just, like, made me more res resolved, is that the word? Resolved, yeah. Like, yeah. Resolute? Resolute. Resolute yeah. in my decisions that, like, yeah, this is the correct thing. So if you're pissing people off, you're <laughs> probably doing the correct thing in something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have my fair share of haters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ask this because it, ultimately it's a game, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of curious. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I'll agree with you there. I think some things that have happened with me are not fun at all. But then, like, most of it, I, I just think to myself, well, it's a fucking game. So <laughs> just, just do whatever <laughs> to have fun with it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't explain it. It's just like, just don't give a shit anymore at that point. Yeah, and I always tell people, uh, your real life first. I don't want to see people mm. burn out, getting bitter. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, in our trials, if someone has to cancel, I don't ask for a reason. Like, just, like, huh? if someone can't come... <laughs> no, if someone no. can't come to a trial, I don't ask, because it's not my deal. If it, and if it happens multiple times, then I will ask. Mm -hmm. But, like... I've had people cancel, like, oh, I can't come to the trial, and then, like, oh, why can't you come? And, like, it puts that pressure, and it's none of, like, your business. <laughs> What's going on in their life? <laughs> like, wait, maybe someone just died. Right. My ass <laughs> fell out, and I need to put it back in. I didn't want to tell you this. Yeah. Huh. No, I get that. But yeah, uh, like... If sometimes you just don't want to play, some people don't have the mental energy at the time. Like, if it's constant, like I'd say over three times in a row or in a short period of time, then I'll ask like everything okay or like, mm. what's the reason. But if someone says like, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot five times in a row, then like, <laughs> that's not cool. Get out. <laughs> but you never know what's going on in people's lives. And when you start like, pestering them like what's the reason why did you do that like why don't you come or oh, you don't have anything going on come, come with us and like you're not in control of other people like people have lives and that's part of like it's just a game people have lives yeah like yeah, I, I get that but like if my main gripe is if you're signing up for something like a raid or i don't know something that you are where, what you're needed for and you don't say anything it's like, I I don't know, like, there's very extreme scenarios where you can't say anything. So it just feels like to me they're not respecting your time when they sign up and then they don't say anything, not showing up. You know what I mean? Because everyone has phones. or I, I feel like most people have phones where they have Discord or something, anything. Yeah, I mean, say, I agree oh, you know, on that. Like... Emergency. You know, there's an emergency. Okay, cool. I don't care. But at least say yeah, something. most people actually volunteer the reason. It's not like I don't get the reason why someone cancelled. Oh, like, yeah, sorry, I can't come, but like... 
I don't need to know. I just need to know if it happens often. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone can have an emergency or once, maybe twice, but if you just keep coming late or not coming at all, then yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, that will suggest that there's something wrong with the raid that means that they don't want to. Yeah. And then it becomes like your business. Yeah. I've had people like actually say, I am not coming to this raid because there is a certain person in there. And at that point, oh, like, God. <laughs> do you oh, no. favor someone over? I'm oh, like, God. I've, I've had that happen so many times. I'm just like, yeah. I don't give a shit. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Do you want me to do? What, what do you want me to do? At the end of the day, like, what do you want me to do? I think you just have to go with the, the alpha player that is happy to the just sign up. I mean, is the person causing issues in the raid? If not, well, then yeah, I think they yeah. have every right to be there. Right. But if they're being toxic or something and someone says, I'm not coming because that person's toxic, then I think as a guildmaster, I have the responsibility to deal with that and see what the issue is. But yeah. some what people if... just don't want to play together. Like, that's okay, too. What if I was, like, raiding with my wife and then we divorced IRL and she, and I signed up to a raid and then she signed up and then I I dropped out because I didn't want to interact with her how would you what how would you resolve that I would just ask like both opinions in this and I mainly I also like ask my guild lead like what should we do at this most of the time if you give people the opportunity they will actually resolve these things by themselves yeah. But in, in these cases, I have to say, I've seen a lot of couples arise from our guild, like being first friends. Like, oh. <laughs> I told you this all mm. into you. Like, yeah. they move in together and then they separate, and then always one of them quits. And mm -hmm. if they don't so quit, awkward. they find another guild. Like, there are the rare occasions where, like, people still continue to play in the same raids and in the guild, but most of the time, the other one just stops playing. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think I could ever do like be in a prog group with a partner. Like it would just. It's so difficult. Well, okay, that depends. <laughs> really? It's, okay. it's it, it kind of ruins the democracy have... of it because there's like two. There's like a a block voting instead of. I think it depends. It depends a lot. I mean, I have so much experience with couples in raiding contexts. It's like insane. Uh, there's some. There's some couples that have got it together. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I'm serious. And that's yeah. fine. Like, I have some favorite raiding couples. Yeah. But most of them? Holy shit. <laughs> I never want to, like, that's like 90% I don't want to raid with, you know, uh, a couple. If, if I can help it. You know? Mm. Uh, if, they, if they don't have their shit together. Because that really does affect, like, the rest of the team. And, you know, raiding is not yeah. meant to be, I don't know, uh, couples therapy. It's supposed to be... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. about teamwork <laughs> uh, yeah and I think as a, as a guild leader you know it's not really your responsibility to be having to fix these these things yeah though, you I, know, it directly it's directly going to affect you know, how you're managing the guild well, that's good. become a problem yeah and that goes back to what Eden said much earlier in the mm. podcast like people expect you to do, like know everything and do everything mm -hmm. including people skills you know? yeah there's some GMs that don't have people skills at all for real I think that's fine, you know, but the fuck, you know, leave your problems out of public, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think why that's not really an issue in our trials generally is 
we don't have a core group besides like one currently that I started like was it this year or late last year before that it's everyone who can like uh, we have that like you have to do a certain amount of DPS and have requirements if you fill those you can sign up and the previous nine previous night at nine I'll do like a raffle between those and if you get left out uh, you'll get a priority for the next one. Like, this is the bureaucracy oh. I'm talking about that I brought wow. in that some <laughs> older players did not like at the time. Mm -hmm. But everyone's since accepted it. And also, like, if you're a first-timer in any of our trials, like, normal veteran prog, you get priority. Because if you get that courage, oh, oh I finally want to go into veteran, and then you get left out, I've seen people actually, not, like, not sign up anymore. They got that courage once, so I want, when they get that courage, they get into the group. And we have like Excel sheets and all that. Well, Google sheets. So like <laughs> that kind of bureaucracy. So we don't have like a core group besides this one that did VSS hard mode. And we did like all the older hard modes before that. Yeah. So we have less of these issues of their friends with each other. Like most people are not friends with each other and we raid together. Yeah, I can definitely see the benefits of uh, catering to a specific demographic at this point. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and we don't always like complete things. Yeah, Normal yeah, that, that, well, we yeah, complete fine. things, but <laughs> veteran or like harder DLCs just. But people get the experience, and maybe they get excited and want to come again and raid more. Like that's what I want to be. I want to be the stepping stone into mm. raiding. But I also saw the need. Like we need one group that doesn't change much besides maybe a backup every now and then so we can mm. progress like faster and together so that's why we had the whole progression too and previously we had it was called the great progression i guess <laughs> in english that we did with the trifectas with and it needed like a core group as well mm -hmm. yeah you de definitely need some consistency progression rating do you usually tank or do you do everything? Like I do everything. Should. Like <laughs> I, I literally do everything. Okay, cool. I'm a necro tank or uh -huh. a warden healer, or I play DPS on my one of my necros or my DK, like a Zen Alcos buff DK. But like I know pretty much every role, and I've healed, tanked, and DPS everything. So. I think Nephus is annoyed that he didn't get to tank QuakeCon. <laughs> what? Well, I'm not annoyed. I'm like, whatever. Oh, no, wait, wait, well, no, no. When I said you're DPSing, you're like, what? Well, it's because, like, you know. You didn't I have a DPS ready. Okay, I'm, I'm, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I have a question. Like, why don't we just do that on PTS? You know what I mean? Is there really why a difference? On PTS? Yeah. Well, because we, we would have had to play with update 35. Who cares? <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to do that content on. Yeah, we would have. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, we probably would have done that. You would have, I don't know. You, you're doing, you were hosting these practice runs, bro. Like, come on, like, same shit. <laughs> I don't know. I think we could have. I don't know. It would have been I so think much people easier. People worried about updates. Oh my god, that keeps coming up. No matter what podcast we're doing or whoever we're talking right. to, update. It's gonna be big. It, it's gonna. We, we're gonna talk about this for like the next fucking two years. <laughs> Uh, so how long have people been talking about the Morrowind upgrade update? Nefer still says it every week. 
Exactly, so this is gonna go <laughs> on forever. Well, it's because it's so similar to Morrowind, but worse yeah, in a I lot remember. of different ways. It's better in some ways because back in Morrowind, not everybody knew. Well, I don't want to say this, like, you're more connected now than before the general community. Right, EU knows any players, any players know EU players, console we players know PC didn't have players. Discord then, didn't yeah, exactly. Nope. So it's better in some ways, um, but worse in other ways. I feel like for a lot of different reasons. What was it about Morrowind people didn't like? It was the heavy attacks and you couldn't spam orbs anymore. Well, they changed combat, right? They nerfed uh, CP. They changed. I yeah. think it was a heavy. Yeah, the heavy attacks. They also nerfed the armor passives to target sustain. They also made oh, a lot yes, of yes, yeah, sustain was a real exactly. Pain they made yeah, a, they made previous builds completely obsolete, um, and you had to resort to just heavy attack, or mostly heavy attack uh, setups, even for raiding. So there was a heavy attack meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I specifically remember that patch because we were doing halt of fabrication. It was at the time when you would see everyone's AoEs. There was no, like, turn off oh, yeah. everyone's AoEs. Oh my god. Everyone had, like, <laughs> just <laughs> shock staffs. Uh, Sorks had, like, all their pets and the moss. And then on Heart of Fabrication's second boss, I was tanking. And <laughs> do you know how hard it is to see yes. <laughs> the, the little flash <laughs> where you need to block when there's, like, all these AoEs, plus Light, like lightning the, shit, yeah. Yeah, lightning stuff and the, I think the shock ultimates as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ultimates. yeah, the like, So you couldn't see it from any point of view. Like even if you want to go first person, there was just moss all like everywhere. <laughs> I had PTSD from that. Yeah, it was a big thing, uh, because in terms of player freedom, it limited a lot of things. Because remember back then, yeah, you, you couldn't have. Uh, like a two-handed weapon counted as a one-piece bonus. Yep. So mm -hmm. you know your build, your build uh, pool got a lot smaller. Kind of like with this patch where people, well, you lose damage. What do you do naturally? You have to, you know, move away from a diverse pool of builds and invest more into what they call meta setups to get mm -hmm. that damage back somehow. So that's limiting player freedom. So yeah, there's a lot of similarities between this patch and Morrowind. That's why we keep bringing it up. I don't know. True. And you know, players who who quit during Morrowind, you know, they sometimes watch my videos. Uh, one of my friends actually still watches my videos, even though he quit after Morrowind. And he ba like the f the comment he put on the video was, "This is literally Morrowind." <laughs> so you know, people still remember. Still remember. Yeah. Hashtag never forget. Never forget. Ah. <laughs> uh... But, yeah. So how many players do you have that played during Morrowind and continued and still raids? Mm. Well, uh, I don't know about PCU, because, again, back then we weren't connected to each other, right, as much as we are now. But PCNA, literally uh, all the endgame teams except, like, one quit. Uh, Mid-tier, you saw a huge drop in the amount of raid leads and also raiders. If you don't have raid leads, no one wants to raid lead, you don't have raids. If you don't have raids, the knowledge gap increases because no one's there to teach you. There's a reason why on PCNA still, you still see groups do these really outdated strats from 2016, 2015, 2014. And the reason is there's a gap 
between 2017 and 2019, where you know no one's teaching the updated strats that the in-game teams were doing, we came up with, because we were in isolation. So uh, <laughs> in terms of population, it was devastating. And it took about two years for PCNA to get back to where it was before Morrowind, and another two years up until 2021 to see the amount of activity rise for a rating. And now, 2022, we're kind of like going full circle. How about personally? Like, do you know any people who still raid from those times? Cyber and Maze oh. in our QuakeCon team, they were playing then, I'm pretty sure. That's when I met them. Um, in my guild... Uh, I... I could probably think of about five players on the uh, I'm trying to think. I'm like looking through the list. <laughs> yeah, I only know like a couple people who still play from those times. I think I'm like, this is going to sound really fucking sad. I think I'm the only person <laughs> left. Aww. You know, it's, it's a little sad. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm the only person left from that kind of time. Yeah, honestly. I'm the only person left from like the 2014 time. Yeah, yeah same. As well. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I can't yeah, think it's, uh... We're just starting to sound really old at this podcast. Back in my <laughs> day. Yeah, retired from home, literally. We're just sad old raiders at this hey, point. Hey guys, welcome to the 29th episode of the retirement home. For <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're going to reminisce about the good old times. <laughs> Do you remember people using... God, what was that? I remember that like, Deltia heavy attack build with... Um, was it Mephala? Oh my Jesus. god. Mephala. Dude, does that set still exist? <laughs> no one's done uh, Fungal Grotto in years. Oh god. I can't believe they did their Fungal Grotto. I, I, I was... I was <laughs> no one asked it. for that. They nerfed Fungal Grotto. And I was like, what? No they, way, they, man. They always seem to nerf, um, like, Imperial City Prison and White Gold Tower, like, every single major update. I didn't uh, think they, they needed nerfing anymore. But... Completion rate is usually the main metric that they use for nerfing content. We can see that from, you know, White Gold Tower, Imperial City Prison, Bloodroot Forge. Uh, I think it? that's because if you get, like, Imperial City Prison as your queue for a random dungeon, you just leave because it's going to take too long. What? No, I think I feel like the only random normal I would leave is Lair Mars Lock. I hate that yeah. place. I fucking hate that place so much. Do you get a lead so in there? Bad. Now? I already got yeah, the lead. Yeah, you do it once to oh, get okay. the lead, and then you don't like, do it again. So. Yeah. No, you can need to get it three times for the Codex entry. True. What's a, oh yeah. <laughs> do you gather those, Ollie? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I'd be pretty impressed because you need to. We would need to get like all the ancestral motifs as well. Uh, those are only, only one. ones. Only, only ones, one. but like you That's still it. need to get them. Like I've been getting all my treasure maps and like using them, and I still don't have like half of them. And I already have the motifs. I just do it for like the codex. Yeah. Well, so earlier when you said you had all all the achievements for the furnishings, are you like an achievement hunter then? Do you do you keep up with your achievements? Some these days, a bit less in the past two years, like, or the past year-ish. Because I was doing other IRL things. Yeah. But, yeah, I try to do every achievement I can, and then, like, catch up on older ones. I have mm. most of them. I, I don't remember exactly, but, like, over 50k achievement points right now. So I'm missing, like, oh, 3k nice. or something. Have you and been doing, I'm... like, trial trifectas? Have you got trial trifectas? <sighs> Up to Cloud Trest, but then, like, I stopped our great progression group so we didn't mm. do god slayer and beyond that yeah is that are you only doing like 
progress with with your finish guild or you, do you currency <laughs> just ah. my finish guild like i i can have relate to like oh people using those old tactics from 2016 and sometimes <laughs> i do that and then someone comes like hey do you know there's a better way to do this mm -hmm. but i'm like okay tell me <laughs> and then if it's actually like better and not like 0.5 percent better then I'm like, okay mm -hmm. this is the new way we're doing it now <laughs> <laughs> Like, I rarely go outside my bubble. Like, sometimes I go fill in in other groups, but rarely. I, w I wonder if you made a, a raid team out of people from each country in Europe, like, which would win? I feel like the Netherlands have got a lot of... Oh, no, Germany. Germany's going to Bloody Germany. I feel like Finland will probably have, like, the best... They'd probably have the only team that have actually played with each other. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were the first Finnish te teams like to do trifectas in my guild. Yeah. Now, now there are other Finnish groups that do it as well. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they get Swashbuckler recently? It wasn't a fully yeah. Finnish guild, yeah, but yeah. Fully... But, uh, group. Yeah. Clown Fiesta, the third one to get Swashbuckler, was most, I think, nine people are from my yeah. guild. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. So, like, we have everything. <laughs> like, from just people yeah. starting out to doing swashbuckler. I would not want to be in a UK raid team. I don't think I... I think I like about three other people from the UK. The rest of them are... No. <laughs> They're annoying. <laughs> That's the thing. We've never had, like, an, a UK guild at all. I guess because everyone speaks English anyway. And you <laughs> you want a UK guild? You want a British guild? I'm sure well, there's one out we, there. We thought about making one after Brexit. We're like, right. None of these Europeans were making a Brexit guild. <laughs> but, but even within the UK, you have like different kinds yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. So it yeah. has to be very like a yeah. small area. Like, yeah, people from the south can't understand people from the north. Like, the accents get very difficult sometimes. Right, let's, yeah, let's have some questions. Yeah. Yes, we're going to start wrapping up, so we'll take some questions. Any questions for Eden Prime? And Ollie and myself. Alright, so I think the first question I actually have is... Do, oh, this is for Ethan. Do you think we'll see less sales in our trading guilds as an effect of people quitting in Update 35? Oh, we didn't actually touch this. I also manage five trade guilds. What? What? <laughs> How come you didn't mention five? this? <laughs> I don't know, we just talked about... Wait, you manage guilds. five trade guilds? Yeah, the Traveling Merchant Alliance. We have the Traveling Merchant, Galactic Trade Market, wait, 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 wait. Parrots, <laughs> Hold and <up. laughs> Camel Smugglers. So... Does, does Blob still play? Um, not really. Do you... Well... Okay. <laughs> we can talk about him too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but anyway... She's going to inherit ESOU one day. But I have a question. Wait, wait, you, I'll inherit you, everything. Wait, wait, wait. You own five trade guilds? Or you help uh, manage five trade guilds? I manage them currently, like, almost solo. Like, Harrods is my guild. I'm the guild master on my second account. Oh, yeah, so I you have own these guilds. accounts. I am the co-leader Co-leader. Harrods the other co is the only one that I actually, like, own. Yeah. Who's the other co-leader? Blobs. <laughs> Blobski. Oh, is that why you he brought Blobs play. up, Ollie? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he he's the one that owns all of So... You are one of the richest players in ESO. No, I'm serious. Not really. Maybe not really. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I don't take the money from the trade guilds from myself. 
or like I don't take the money out of it, but like. But what your would net be my worth payment? is. I I use it for my Finnish guild, like wow. <laughs> whatever I get from my trade guild, like extra. So it it doesn't like see my pocket much. I think I only have like fifty mil right now in cash and but lots you... of gold materials and other things. But you are in charge of one of the largest trading networks in the yeah, game. Yeah, we're in Deshaun and Bebek and Cracklorn. They're like Three, the McDonald's of, you know, they like swallow up smaller businesses. I mean, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm hey, astonished. I was, there. I was there when it was just one trade guild and we have to make TTM overflow, like back in 2015. Yeah, you noticed. <laughs> and then like, we just inherited, like Lana Lane gave us Harrods and we had Golden Goose for our pit. And... Yeah. I'm you astonished. Noticed, like, the tabards keep changing to like that light blue color and you're like, oh, they've been bought out. Let's see what's happened here. <laughs> Yeah, we have the same tabard on our guilds. Oh, we should have talked about this more, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm astonished because not only do you have time to, you know, help Outcast with your so hub, you 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 don't you have time for you know your own one thousand member finish guild, and you, now you have time for five, at least five <laughs> trade guilds in the trading network. That is probably one of the highest value, right? Like it's like, okay, I mean, like, how much time? Like, do you spend with the trade guilds? Uh, I haven't actually kept track, but it's quite a bit. But we do have an add-on that does like the rankings and notes and deposits and things. So that's not like the difficult thing. It's like kicking the members and such. Uh -huh. Bob still does it occasionally, but yeah. since like the beginning of this year, it's mainly been me. I hope he doesn't get mad at me saying that. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I try to stay out of the drama and like controversy and like whatever drama and controversy there was, I can say I'm friends with both of the sides. Like Yeah, yeah, like, it's whatever. <laughs> it's a game ultimately. Like, yeah, so I'm I'm there like for the trading aspects. And okay. And... Well that was a bombshell to drop at you know at the end. <laughs> I, 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 know. I don't know. That's, I that's amazing. To <laughs> oh, yeah. I you forgot to mention. What do you want us to talk about? You didn't mention that. You forgot well, to mention that you. Just do a little admin stuff and rank. A little stuff. admin stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, one of the richest people in you, so. And one of the busiest people in you, so. All right. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, let's go back to the question, the original question. Do you think we'll see less sales in our trading yields as a result of update 35? Uh, I have to say it depends on our recruiters because okay. there are set, like certain big whales that always do like 900 million a week or something insane like <laughs> more than my Finnish guild ever like one person does more like in our guild so like if those stay I'm not gonna see I don't think we'll see like a huge drop but it really like we just need to recruit more I kick slackers AFKers and I have to say I've seen a decrease in players coming in so, if any recruiters are watching, <laughs> go go recruiting. Yeah, yeah, quarter three usually drops off in terms of player population right after a chapter launch, but it seems a bit more severe because usually it's the newer players that drop off. But now it's like both the newer player population and the uh, uh, the older population. Um, what has been your favorite part about update thirty five? High aisle furnishing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> like, like the gaming aspect. I I haven't actually played uh, 
damage dealer more than once this patch. I've been tanking and healing, and I haven't noticed like a big difference in those roles. Mm -hmm. So like that mm -hmm. didn't affect me yet. I'm currently farming like for Pillar of Nern. I mean, I have it, but farming with people as well. Mm. So like these DPS things has haven't just affected me, and I don't like doing parses, so I haven't even done a parse yet, more than on my Stamcrow. Yeah. That was with suboptimal gear, so I'm not even gonna <laughs> say, but other than it was less than 100k. So, like, it hasn't affected me that much. I've seen it affect our guild more, like, in trials, in healing and the damage dropping and things becoming just generally harder. Yeah. But my favorite yeah. part is the high aisle furnishing. <laughs> They're yeah. pretty nice. <laughs> You can still play last patches DPS builds, but the dots last so long that um, you'll probably fall asleep. Um, but you can, there are like new dot builds that are very, very complicated to play to get you that extra like 5, 10k. Yep. So, I'd advise maybe, yeah, I'd advise maybe not bothering with those if you're like a mid game. I mean, I'm not even bothering with them at the moment. I'm actually I... really doing score pushing. I would just not recommend um, gear crafting or investing to build this patch because True, quarter yeah, four yeah. PTS is right around the corner, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, just keep your maelstrom back by you. Yeah, just do whatever this do patch. Sets, your, your body set, your jewelry and weapon, yeah. Um, this is a question from Sophie for Eden. Do you come across people that joined your guild and just want to be carried and don't want to put in any work to improve? When I was a guild master, I found this very often it was exhausting and frustrating so carried in trials or i guess what so. yeah <laughs> i guess in it, pve content trials. yeah trial let's say trials yeah or, I, i've yeah. seen well, a few worked. a few but like they're no longer in the guild they oh. have <laughs> I, I i didn't kick them they just stopped being in our guild they right. have a certain mindset they want something they're just going to use other people to get it, and then they're going to do other things. So some of these people just wanted the skins, and then like they were out. But uh, I don't think anyone can be fully carried because we have like the certain set of requirements you have to meet. So like you can't just take someone doing 5k DPS and put it on our vet trial. Yeah. Okay. But occasionally I do come across that, but like it's pretty rare. Mm. Most people want to play together and improve together. Yeah, and I think if you've got like a focus on community in your guild rather than we're just here to complete the content, then I think you do get like a different kind of people. Yeah, definitely. I want to make a guild. You, 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 know, you know what I mean? Like, what, what about... You, you know how like in Zone Chat, the guilds always advertise that they're like really friendly, you know, they're very active. You know, they're yeah. not, you know, they're not competitive. What if you mean a guild that's like, okay, we're really unfriendly. All right. I've, I've <laughs> seen people, really you know, like, we're, the, we're the worst guild, don't join us. Yeah. I've seen those too. Yeah. Okay. Reverse psychology, I guess. Like, if you can't yeah. take being shouted at in our trials, don't join. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, survive with the fittest. Okay, what's what's the moment? Oh, this is a question for all of us. What's the moment you most cherish in your ESO journey? Oh, Ollie's staring off into the distance. I no, I was, gonna, I was thinking. I remember like the first time I got into like quote end game PVE was when um, 
like in my social guild, someone needed like a backup tank for Imperial City Prison. This was like just kind of when they came out, and like I did it, and apparently I did very well because they're like, oh yeah, let's you know, can you join us for more dungeons? And we ended up doing like the well, they weren't really trifectas, were they? But we unlocked like the core of a scamp pet, and you know, like super famous in our guild as being like the top PVE is, and that was. I don't know, a sort of foundation moment for me. Mm -hmm. Sort of finding out that not that bad at this game. Maybe because I play too much of it. That was, that was nice. How about yours, Ethan? Or are you still thinking about it? Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, can you ask the question again? Because my husband just said, can he use the bathroom? Yeah, I just saw Josh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> No, he's in the bathroom. Can you ask the question again? Okay, what's the moment you most cherish in your ESO journey? <laughs> Thanks. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. No, can he can. Me? Can he? Yeah. Oh, he? No, I have my... Okay, I was going to be like, hey, Joy, we know you're in the bathroom. He, he was watching the stream, and <laughs> any time, other time you had done that, he would have heard it. But like, oh, okay. <laughs> most cherish. Uh... I cannot pick one moment. I think it's every time we've completed something really difficult and like your hands are shaking, your heart's pounding and mm. like, oh, we got this trifecta done or something. Like, I think those are the best like experiences. So yeah. I, I, I just can't pick one. Or maybe I was pretty proud about being the first tank doing Unchained in our guild. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of the more experienced tanks weren't so happy about that because <laughs> <laughs> I I consider myself a pretty casual person, but yeah, that that was a really nice like experience. What about uh, you, Nefes? Uh, I I my answer would be I think my most cherished moment in ESO has not come yet. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What? No, I'm serious. What, what do you mean? I mean, I've got first Uno card. The question. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, well, it hasn't come. Yet. <laughs> There's so much stuff I, I still want to do in here, so crazy shit. So master angler. I already got that. Okay. Anyway, uh, is it worth Thanks, getting Mike. into raiding for the first time this patch, or wait until a later update? Um, both. I don't know, like. I, well, for me personally, I'm not, I'm not going to be bothering doing any like hard mode progressions. I'm not going to join like a swashbuckler group for this patch. I just don't think there's enough people playing that I would enjoy playing with. Um, but you know, if you're like brand new to the game, like, I think normal trials are still fine. Like even non-hard mode is still accessible enough. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. But you might struggle making that leap from veteran to hard mode content this patch potentially. Yeah, if you're just starting out, you basically don't know what you've been missing, so I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got two more questions. Uh, be it. uh, let's see. As an experienced trade guild manager, do you happen to have a few golden tips for starting players who want to become successful traders as well? Good question. Uh, do your writs, <laughs> I would uh, say, is the first thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, when you're just starting out, even if it's level 1 writs, uh, do them, like, on all your characters, put your survey maps in the bank, and go get them with the highest crafter character. That's, like, the easiest way. <laughs> if you have DLCs, go farm some motifs that are in stock, like, a new or high aisle furnishing right now is, like, the thing to get. And uh, can I give a shout-out to someone, I think, <laughs> just, like, 
really sure. good gold making guides. guides. Artea. Artea on YouTube. Oh, yeah. oh like, I thought you were going to say Outcast. Like, yeah, let's go. Shout out to Outcast. I follow other people too. Okay, 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 okay. I check who has the best content. And like, oh, when there shit. are issues, I write like, hey, Artea, yeah, you can't yeah. find this thing. Yeah, Artea is the person then. She occasionally uses my pictures as well, like on them. <laughs> so it's kind of like I'm shouting out my pictures as well. <laughs> she has really good guides. Like if you're starting out, if you don't have DLC, it's just the base game and like no ESO plus. She has all these sort of things and she keeps them up to date. Like every time mm -hmm. there's something new coming or an event, what you can farm in an event. She does those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. She's now putting on his headphones. Hello, welcome back. Last question. Any... Do you have any long-term goals for ESO? Like objectives or dreams? I don't. <laughs> like, I think I want to keep doing what we're doing now and just improve that. Like, I always look how to improve things. But long-term goals... Well, I'm going to be achievement hunting for as long as I can play. Occasionally, <laughs> as long as you want. <laughs> Until you're like 90 years old. <laughs> Still getting Planesbreaker. <laughs> yeah, and getting like lore books, like those little notes and stuff. I have yeah. most of them like just on these sort of things. I'll just keep doing and improving on what I do for as long as I can. Yeah. All right. How about you, Ollie? Nice. Jesus. Oh, I don't know. Um. I'm enjoying like the casual stuff quite a lot. Like I'm just enjoying like teaching people and making the the raiding community bigger. I think it's very hard to do that with these updates. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not an easy thing to advertise. But I mean, yeah, like I, I don't know, building like a nice community because I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? Really, um, just making yeah, keeping. A nice, healthy, friendly community going. Hmm. That's a good answer. What? Yeah. I mean, I, I realize I do have a few ideas, like, to do more things on my YouTube. Because hmm. I'm pretty inactive at that, just to do a furnishing or, like, a daily reward every now and then. But I'm not going to say anything, so no one steals my ideas. But, okay. like, I have a few yeah. ideas. Just need to find the time for it. <laughs> Yeah. Between everything I have. Yeah. How about you, Nephis? Uh oh. Long term goals for you, so. Um Hmm. I don't do crazy stuff. Yeah. I'll be more I selfish. Think you're more into like the the content creation side of it, right? Like you want to get like ESAU like improved even. Stuff like that. Well, yeah, that's a given, but like, I mean, like, crazy stuff in the game, too. You know? Mm. That would be more selfish. World so. first, unarmed, flawless conqueror, or something, you know, like that kind of shit, or what? I don't know. <laughs> something fun, <laughs> I don't know, something to enjoy. You know? Doesn't always have to be all the most optimal stuff, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's but... quite fun to, like, challenge yourself with, um, Stuff like that. Like we, like I know in, in Pathfinders, after we got our, our triples and there was nothing else to do, we, we started doing like doing it on stamina or that, that kind of thing. Trying one portal nukes in 
cloud dress, things like that. Hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, just be a little bit more selfish, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. I don't want to keep you guys for too long. So I'll wrap it up here. But again, thank you mm -hmm. so much, Ethan, for taking the time out of your very, very, very busy schedule, it seems. <laughs> I think someone <laughs> said it earlier. What is it? Five trading guilds, one trial social guild, multiple accounts unchained, other trifectas, the average Finnish casual gamer. <laughs> yeah. Where do we find you if you want, yeah. we want to see your content? So I know you stream. Ooh. Yeah, I stream very rarely these days, but uh -huh. might pick up on once we move to... And if there's any Finnish people watching uh, that uh, for some reason aren't, haven't been <laughs> swallowed by your huge corporate Finnish enterprise. Uh, but uh, Twitter is where I'm most active. Like, it's just mm. Eden Prime on Twitter. I do have an Insta, but I don't use it for ESO stuff, just mostly like my paintings. Like, that <laughs> one in the background <laughs> that I painted oh, yeah. with my character. Nice. But yeah, Twitter is the one. It's like I do have a YouTube, but not super active there yet. Yeah. Nice. Good. Well done. <laughs> what do you want? Well what, what, what is that? Well, you're, you're hosting this. Oh, you're my co-host. Well, anyway, that's the end of the 29th episode. Oh my god! All right. Well, that's. Yeah, let Ethan do it. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for watching, thanks for coming. It's legit. Wrapped it up. Okay, thank you very much. See you. Thank you. <laughs>